Welcome back, everybody, to BricsCast episode six. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, Rich Boy Jay. Jay, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh, I'm glad to be here. Uh, it really does mean a lot that I could be given this prestigious honor. Uh, I know that you had some some issues with a previous person who won't be named, um, but I'm glad to, you know, retake that mantle and hopefully uh, make this podcast great again. Previous person who won't be named, excuse Oh, um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. This is unbelievable. It's kind of awkward. Dare you? I'm sorry, bro. How dare you do that? I was I was not told that you would be here today. You weren't. You weren't told. Wow. This is on. This is telling of of you as a person and your character. Oh God. And honestly, Rich Boy J should be more like Poor Boy J. God, it's happening again. It, yeah, it's just not like this. David, the fact that you were okay with this is is honestly more insulting than stabbing me. What did you What have you gotten me into, man? The fans have spoken here, and they just they don't want you on here anymore. You know what? That's an acceptable um, request. However, no, um, <laughs> not to not to dismiss the feedback I got. I did get some very nice, very constructive feedback. In addition to um, less constructive feedback, such as "I'm whiny and annoying," to which I answer, "So are you," but. That that is neither here nor there. I appreciate the feedback I received from uh, a bunch of people, especially uh, Coconut Brick Studios. He was incredibly nice. I DM'd him on Instagram as well. I have learned a lot from from last week. I definitely was more opinionated than uh, the previous installments. Uh, which, if you found that offensive, I'm sorry. I'd not mean to demean your interest in a property. Yeah. If you like the Mandalorian, that's fine. I still like you as a person. I think you're entitled to your opinion on star wars but just keep that in mind that i'm also entitled to my opinion on star wars and my opinion is that mando is not the greatest thing they've produced <laughs> or by far and you know what i know that my good friend jay with me feels the exact same way so this episode i'm going to be radiating positive vibes only yeah okay? straight positive vibes and there's going to be one debbie downer that's my good friend jay he will be the Star Wars hater of today's episode. Oh, but man. we're having minimal Star Wars discussion today because we have a very fun-themed episode. I think we're going to be discussing Lego community relations, I guess. That's a good way to sum it up. So with Aaron, I'm going to I'm gonna hold you to that, okay? I'm going to hold you to the fact that you got to be positive Yo. starting right now until the end of this podcast. You have to be positive about everything we talk about. You can't bring up one negative thing. How about how about we do like I'm a gonna challenge you to that? How about we do like a negativity counter for this episode? Let's see. Let's see how how let's see how many negative. Such a bad idea, and you're so stupid. <laughs> oh, oh, there's number oh. one. All right. Well, oh no. All right. Let's see. Let's let's see if we can if we can keep it under five. I think I'll consider that like an improvement for Aaron. Mm-hmm. So that that that's <laughs> valid. So with my with my apology done for being annoying and whiny uh not my words let's let's continue in uh david you want to introduce our first oh actually yeah, wait, so wait. we do- well <laughs> let, let me properly inter- introduce yeah. our our first guest ever on the podcast which is of course i'm a guy that's 27 i hate star wars resurrections boba died in jedi i'm rich boy jay mr jalen edwards or Rich Boy J, probably the best Lego Star Wars mock builder in the community. If you guys haven't seen mocks like Starkiller Base, Bardos, his Scarif mock, among so many others, he's currently working on Camino. You guys should absolutely check out his YouTube channel. 
I've been friends with Jay for what, man, like four or five years now, seeing so many of your builds come up. It's It's been quite the journey. I really appreciate that. I also noticed how you very slyly there uh, neglected to mention the two sequel mocks that I've done, which, you know. Killer. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, okay. I heard Vardos and Craig. negativity of you choosing to ignore David's positive remarks about the sequels? I, clearly, Aaron is rubbing off on me. Uh-huh. Uh, either way, the only one, the, the only one I didn't, the only one I didn't mention was Crate. I, for, I actually forgot that you made Crate. Uh, okay. You just copied David. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. Sorry about that, yeah. bro. And then Matt copied you guys too, as well. Obviously. Yeah. Absolutely. Know. Um, but no, I, 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 I gotta say, I really do appreciate the kind words. It means everything to um, not only hear that from you, but also just get to to be your friend. Honestly, like I think when Aww. I was kind of coming up in the community. There were a lot of people who tried to put us against each other. I don't think for any bad intentions, but, you know, we were kind of building the same stuff, and obviously we do the same thing. So the natural comparisons were to be Mm -hmm. there, and I think that it would have been really easy to kind of take that as fuel to the fire. But And I said this, like, the moment after we actually finally got to talk to each other at Virginia, like, you are by far one of, like, the best people I've been able to meet in this community. Like, if anyone's out there, you haven't met David, like, like, you know, some people kind of have the moniker, don't meet your heroes. Like, that was totally opposite experience of being David. Like, I thought that, like, it was, like, you guys don't get to see kind of the more personal side of him when, when he, that I got to see when I did get to meet him. So, um, definitely enjoyed that experience, and it's always a fun time when we do get to uh, meet or get to talk to each other. That was one of the kindest things someone's ever said about me. Thank you, Jay. Of course, of course. Well, yeah, so anyways, uh, he is our first... I can't relate to any of that, by the way. I didn't know them at all until, like, two years ago. So I'm glad you guys are friends. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he's our he is our first guest officially. We figured it was suiting because um, my friendship with David wouldn't exist without my friendship with Jay. Yep. So I, I knew Jay the first, and then I... I didn't meet David through Jay, but by knowing Jay and by proxy is how I met David. So we figured, because that's probably our strongest... Uh, mutual friend David and I it'd be a good idea to have us on, on as our first guest and this definitely will not be our last guest um, we're looking at probably I mean, at a minimum one a month so we're doing four episodes a month probably one of those maybe even two depending what we're feeling depending how we're doing um, yeah we're really excited for this episode um, yeah and so if we want to get into our first topic then unless you have something else to say David no I mean uh, you want to talk about the Richmond factory then yeah so David you had a pretty eventful week didn't you yeah so i had secret news in the last uh episode of the podcast i said oh something something i can't talk about is happening next week and uh, that was the uh groundbreaking event for the very first lego factory to come to the u.s i mean there was a factory in the u.s i think like 20 25 years ago it was actually in connecticut it's in the it was in the same place that the lego headquarters is today in field connecticut um, however, they stopped making Lego bricks, like I said, 20 years ago there. And so now it's just a corporate office. Almost all Lego sets in the U.S. today are actually made in the Mexico factory, which I'm sure a lot of listeners are have heard about the Lego Mexico factory, especially the leaks that come out of there. But that is legitimately where pretty much every single Lego set on U.S. shelves is coming from. It's coming from Mexico. Now, the parts themselves are being shipped in from like Czech Republic, China, stuff like that. It says it on the Lego box. If you look at the side of a Lego box, it'll tell you all the different countries that pieces are manufactured in. And the factory that, or the next factory to be added to that list on the Lego boxes is going to be the one coming to the U.S. here in my hometown of Richmond, Virginia. That's where I've grown up and lived in my entire life. And it was 
eye-opening last year when Lego just out of nowhere announced that, hey, we're just going to build a, a, a Lego factory in the U.S. now because demand is so high. And so that that was already incredible that Lego is going to make a U.S. Lego factory, but then making it here in Virginia. And then on top of that, the fact that it's 20 minutes from my house, just as a, as a Lego fan who's been in this for 15 years, it is unbelievable. And, you know, it, it just seemed impossible. I don't know. It just seems so unlikely because we don't even have a Lego store in Richmond. Like the closest one for me is like two, two and a half hours from here. And so I think it's absolutely hilarious that we're getting a Lego factory before we're getting a Lego store. But that's a discussion for another day. Um, so Lego announced this factory last year. And so just this past week, they are finally starting to build it. I mean, when I went out there this week, they've already cleared out the land. There was all this construction equipment, like leveling the ground. They're ready to start putting foundations down and actually physically start building this factory. Um, what was really cool about the event, I met a whole bunch of different Lego employees that honestly you would never associate with, especially on my end. Even me as being a Lego ambassador, I mostly deal with Lego designers and at most Lego marketing people. But I'd never deal with people who like design the inside of a factory, who makes the molding machines, who figures out layouts and stuff like that. Like I would never interact with these employees. And so it was, it was very interesting to talk and, and hear their perspectives about the company and stuff like that. Um, but it, it was a really cool event. They brought in the chief operating officer of Lego, not the, C, not the CEO, the COO. Um, and they also brought in the uh, president of Americas for Lego. So I assume he's like the top dog uh, for the U.S. headquarters. I actually got to interview him one-on-one. -on -one. There's a video interview of him coming out hopefully in the next week or two. I'm going to have a whole YouTube video covering this whole event. I took a lot of video footage. I got like that interview. Um, a lot of a lot of interesting things about this uh, new factory coming to the U.S. Um, just, you know, I think some of the biggest thing is um, first off, no, not every single Lego set is, is going to transition from the Mexico factory to the U.S. factory once it's built, which it's supposed to be planned to be finished in, in 2025 is their, is their goal is the end of 2025. So about two years from now, it should be done operating. It won't be at its full capacity, but it should be producing Lego sets and shipping them out of Virginia. Um, however, I found out that it sounds like the Mexico factory will continue to ship sets into the U.S., probably for good. I don't think it's going to just stop and, and Mexico is only going to serve like Mexico or maybe South America or any of that. It's going to continue to maybe serve like, you know, the Midwest or the West Coast and maybe the U.S. factory will cover most of the East Coast. It's kind of like that is, is from what I understood. So they're, they're, uh, the way Lego uh, explained it to me is that it's like a brother-sister relationship between the Mexico Lego factory and the U.S. Uh, Lego factory once they're both operating at their uh, peak capacity. Um, and it's it's very interesting how they also describe how the, the U.S. factory should enable the biggest change you should see is that Lego sets should be restocked more frequently. So when you see like, you know, the Rivendell gets sold out in like a day, right? That should be uh, solved with the U.S. factory in the long term where they should be able to very quickly restock things depending on if the U.S. is buying a particular set. Like when it gets released, it's popular. They can quickly make more instead of, you know, having to make it over in the Czech Republic or over in China or over in Mexico and having to distribute all that and plan all that out. And that's why it takes like 60, you know, it says on lego.com, we'll ship in 60 days. Well, that's Lego trying to get their distri distribution, trying to get that all together for 60 days. Um, and so it should cut down times for that. 
Um, of course, it is just really cool to see LEGO building LEGO sets in the U.S., in my opinion. So that's really cool. Hopefully one day I will, I mean, they. I, I think LEGO's already made this clear that I will have the opportunity to do a factory tour once this place is built the next two years. So that'll be really cool. I will absolutely take full advantage of that. Um, and then it was also announced, uh, not a lot of people know this, but uh, LEGO is leaving Connecticut. They're actually moving their U.S. headquarters to Boston, Massachusetts, which I thought they would have moved it to Virginia too to have it right next to the factory. That made the most sense to me. But instead, they're moving it to Boston. And of course, they're going to have this factory here in Virginia. And so Connecticut will be just gone, you know, for a long time, LEGO has been in Connecticut. So that, that's all gone. So it's now Boston and Virginia. And then there's technically a distribution center out in Texas, but not a lot of people know about that. And um, so that that's just kind of Lego's future ambitions, or not ambitions, it's just going to happen. Um, the governor of Virginia was was at the event, which was interesting, um, all that. And then, uh, like I said, I met a whole bunch of Lego employees. It was also very interesting to talk to journalists and hear just another outsider opinion about Lego and all that. Um, one particular journalist I actually talked to, they were working with lego on a marketing project and they had told me they just got back from the mexico lego factory and explained the process of what what it was like going to that factory and you know i, I think what was really interesting about what he told me is the scanners lego has this um the the gentleman who i was talking to he said lego has this foreign object scanner where it, it, it's like a uh, metal detector, like the type of thing you would go through the airport, but it can literally detect any foreign object, no matter what material it is, not like just metal, like anything. So, for example, if you had a plastic minifigure or plastic bricks, this detector can absolutely see it, and every single employee in the Mexico factory goes through this on a daily basis. And he was explaining this is how Lego cracked down on like stuff like that, leaks and all that. And so, it, you know, I hear... Lots of people in the community talk about uh, factory leaks, but like hearing that Lego has this crazy expensive foreign object detector machine that every employee goes through, I, it makes me wonder how on earth we are still getting leaks. I, I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, I mean, I could just hypothetically say a batch of a thousand minifigures as short shot and put them in the trash and then get them from the dumpster later. I don't know if that's true. Probably isn't because I'm guessing a multi-billion dollar company has a better grasp on its uh, product control. But I will say that um, I've had offers from people to buy stuff from Mexico in obscene bulk. And I can't help but wonder where it came from except for that factory. So... Uh, I don't know. Well, they're certainly but... they're certainly not walking out the door with it. They're doing something else because uh, that it seemingly that's yeah. impossible to do. I think the trash or like waste. I think the trash or waste uh, is is most likely is that Lego isn't firing up a furnace and throwing it all in to melt it down. They're just throwing it in some type of recycling bin, and then somehow someone's getting their hands on these uh, recycling bins and transit to wherever they go to be recycled. Yeah, I'm guessing that that's more likely from what I've seen, uh, which is very little. So I, I would not take anything that I say at, at value on that. But no, that sounds awesome. The entire uh, groundbreaking experience. I think that would have been... I mean, I'm looking forward to the video uh, instead of coming out this week or next week. I got a really cool... Community... Uh, I can't even pronounce it, but I, I got a really cool special minifigure for the event. It actually has uh, a printed tile. It says like Richmond, Virginia and has the date on it and stuff like that. So only people who were there for the event got that. So now I have something like really genuinely exclusive that's probably worth you know a couple hundred. 
dollars, I imagine now, but that's uh, that was cool. I also really enjoyed that small little thing. I wouldn't sell it. I think it's a cool enough figure to just you know keep in the collection. Oh, uh, I'm not. Given that this is the city I born it, I was born in, and it has it printed on. I am never going to sell that. No, no I would. That, that, that is awesome mine. though. It's really convenient that it's near town. But you said earlier that it's weird because Richmond doesn't have a Lego store, and I just want to point out that like that that trend is pretty common. With the exception of Billund, the only city that's no Billund is the only city that has a factory and a Lego store. Every other factory is in a city with no Lego store. Um, just really, to, yeah. I mean, the one in Claudno, huh. Czech Republic. That is such a tiny town. I don't. I, I don't know what is there except for the factory. The one that's in Hungary. I don't even know if that's still operational and exists. The one in China. I don't think was in a big city. Was Chinese manufacturing's in a well, in a like industrial city, not like a city that would have a Lego store. And the one in Mexico. I don't. I think the only Lego stores in Mexico, if there is any, are Mexico City. So I'm pretty sure the factory is not in Mexico City. So it, it's common actually, not a Lego store. Um, kind of a sidebar, but not so much. But just. I can't believe that you've been doing what you do for so long and your nearest Lego store is like almost three hours away. Like yeah. I, yeah. I could not even imagine that. Like, Oh geez, dude. Oh my God. I mean, Jay, when I, when I went and visited you like a year or two ago, you had like, I think at least three stores we could make a round trip within an hour, which was yeah, crazy exactly. to me. Yep. I was just like, yeah. what? Yeah. My closest store thing. in, in Germany is like an hour and a little bit away, but there's two the opposite directions. But yeah, that's insane. That it's three hours from you to the nearest Lego store. Yeah, I mean, especially to be like a mock builder, like so often you might just need something on a whim, and to have to like plan a road trip out of it, you know, if you need like bulk parts or you know you need sets or you want to get promos or VIP or anything like that, like nah, that like kudos to you, man. That's wild. <laughs> Thank God for the postal uh, system. Huh? Yeah, and thank God for friends like Jay who will send me parts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's what friends are for, right? <laughs> Actually, Aaron sent me some dark orange pieces I needed for Geonosis like a couple weeks ago. There you yeah, go. I also got some uh, some some bricks for you now too. So some of those are rare as oh, well. Yeah, 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 exactly. So it helps to have a, a network of friends that that live uh, in various places around the world. Everybody, it's almost like we're foreshadowing so. for later's topic. But you know, <laughs> with that, I think I think that David has said enough about the the Richmond opening. If you want to hear more about it, David will have a video up on his channel. Uh, uh, with they did week. also tell me uh, one one extra thing is they did tell me there will be an employee store at the factory, but there will be they're still deciding whether they're going to have a public store, which I hope to God they will. Um, but I doubt it. There will be an employee store, but uh, usually you can't get into employee stores. However, I've I've had my ways of being able to get into the Billin employee store. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't so. talk about that too publicly, but yeah. <laughs> I'd keep it on the DL, you know? Yeah, I was like... <laughs> All right, well, with that said, uh, absolutely interesting. Really, I mean, honestly, jealous that you got to go, and I didn't... Not that I have any qualifications to go, but I think it would have been a cool thing to see. It would have been really nice to see. Yeah. But with that, let's move on to our uh, next topic, which is going to be Jay... What are your thoughts on the spring sets? Which ones are you getting? What do you think of the new UCSX one, the great Legos? Oh my God, I'm being barraged with so many questions. Um, so yeah, spring, May the 4th, big time for Star Wars, big time for Star Wars fans to collectively get together and rally around a big merchandise event. Uh, I mean, since, you know, we don't- Yeah. Keeps, keeps us going. 
Um, I mean, we don't really have Force Friday anymore, so this is kind of, I guess, the next best thing. And I want to just say, like, I think, I think me the Force in general, like, as a concept, is cool, and I think that it's nice that, like, it's kind of the one, you know, for sure, continuous celebration that we get every year with Star Wars. Like, every year, you know, May the Force is going to be something special from Lego. So, I think that's nice. I think it's nice that we can kind of, you know, rally around that. I noticed you haven't st- talked about the Lego sets yet. So, what do you yeah, think about the Lego so, sets? So, there are coincidentally some Lego sets coming out. Yeah. Um, I think the one... No way. I think the, the one that I'm most excited to get is probably going to be... I guess the indoor diorama. Um, the indoor diorama. Really? I, I would have thought that would be your last pick. So. The indoor diorama. That set is so. <laughs> it has so many attributes and qualities that are so. No, that, so that was actually a test. I was I was really hoping to get a reaction out of Aaron, but. Oh, no. Aaron's really on this positive <laughs> stuff right now. <laughs> You know, that set has so... I'm so happy that the Rebel Helmets and Dark Green are back. Oh. You should have seen Aaron, the look on his face when I said that. Like, Yes. Uh, by the way, me and Jay are in the same room, uh, for anyone who didn't know. Yeah. But I think that the Endor set is honestly delightful. Perhaps, perhaps a little pricey, but at the end of the day, you know, it's it's a luxury product. It is a luxury product. I, exactly. I understand the price. I'm about to pay the cost to be the boss. Right, exactly. And I think that that set is, is really... It would be worth it if it was cheap. That set's really well-rounded. You know, it, <laughs> nothing, it nothing makes me feel better about a Lego set than spending hundreds <laughs> of dollars of my hard-earned money to know that I really worked hard for it. Uh-huh. Yeah. If it was cheap. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, you know, that, that Endor set, really, it doesn't need another speeder bike. Yeah. You know, two is exactly, and even though there's oh, four, the it's like ended up exploding anyway. Right, you know, well, it's an extra Lego figure in their what? Lego set, right? Research. Who, like, who, needs needs poncho, who needs ponchos? Like, who who wants fabric who on their minifigures? Printed cakes Nobody. That yeah. had extremely, like, well-rounded detail. I'm happy with the print. Do you know what I really needed? What? And he delivered a black border. That black border shows me <laughs> that there are limits to life. There are caps <laughs> where that border begins. There are limits to how much so you don't do too much. into Lego set with your black border, right? Exactly. The black border is really, you know, I think the black border represents us right. as a human race. Absolutely. You know, as one united race with a black border around it on a flat earth course. Absolutely. And I think that the Endor set really is an exemplification of what Lego can achieve in terms of good lego sets that's oh man and i i'm super excited super excited to drive to the german city of Saarbrücken on may 1st and pick that set up oh yes and then also spend an extra amount of money to get these amazing promos that small death star is so delightful but you know this isn't about me so jay back to you what sets are you really excited for and please tell me why specifically why aaron really the the hard questions me today um positive okay look 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 guys i'm gonna be completely honest with you this may the 4th is not the best may the 4th ever no yeah okay so i was wondering i'm sorry i realize i'm sounding really condescending and sarcastic right now that's not the intention but it's the result so sorry continue you guys wanted him to be more positive um okay so real talk uh if i had like strictly speaking i think the set i'm 
quote unquote most excited for by kind of default, I guess, is the X Wing as the pilot. I right, man, I'm not out. Like, uh, it's nice. <laughs> I think that bro, bro. great friends online, but bro. no, in, okay. if what? you have that X Wing in your room, I will Razor Crest it. <laughs> For those okay. that don't know, Jay's custom built Razor Crest fell on me last year. Yeah. Um, that's what's going to happen to the X Wing. But I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Look, hear me out. This figure in it. It's a good figure. Sure. Dual molded boot. Sure. It's fine. Highly. Okay. Luke. Cool. Like that. That's a big deal. I know you like that figure too, David, right? David likes the figure. Uh, yeah, I I do like the figures. Um, I'm supposed to yeah. be getting my I'm supposed to get my review copy here tomorrow. I think it's supposed to show up. Uh, so I really I will build it and find out. I love about the figure selection is that the R2 is the minifigure R2. You know, it really fits the scale perfectly. We were complaining about not getting minifigures. Lego mm. gives you a minifigure R2, and this is this is the thanks I get. I I is that really I, I am. I think that, you know, the minifig R2 was used. Hold on this. How about they give us a, a, a bigger R2 and a bigger Luke to put in the cockpit and then no minifigures? Is that, is that the world you want to live in? I, I think so. So me like, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You know what? My cake was the 2013 Luxon and I ate it. I say really? So what? The one that came with the minifig R2. Interesting. You know, so what's so, next week? Uh, a hot take. I, I, I keep looking at the 2013 X-Wing because it's in my room and I've been staring at it the last couple of days again. And the engines do kind of feel small on that compared to like the real model. But I still don't think that the engines on the new model look that great either. I don't think either honestly get the engines. I, exactly I would have right. to agree, David. They don't look that great. They they don't. But, but anyhow, I don't think we anyhow, should take away Jay, from the, Jay, the good aspects. Just, yeah, yeah. So, Jay, is it just the minifigure that's appealing about the X-Wing, or do you actually like the model? Oh, man. No. And that, I feel like, okay, like, that, I feel like says a lot coming from me, because I was actually, you know, when, when the rumors came out, I was actually pretty excited to hear about it, and I was like, you know, I have that same X-Wing, like, literally me and Anna are looking at it right now, it's sitting up on the shelf. Beautiful. And I always, I was like, man, the other, like, alphabet, uh, Starfighters, the Y-Wing, wow, A-Wing. So good. Oh, the Y-Wing. Even the Snow Speeder, like all those Rebel ships that they've done more recently, I think they've done like very good jobs on. And I was like, the X-Wing is kind of the one that's still lagging behind. That's the one that yeah. for sure could use an update. So, you know, when we heard the rumblings that there might be a new one, I was like, okay, cool. Like this is a chance for, you know, people who weren't able to get that 2013 one to get, you know, a big X-Wing and maybe match up with the Y-Wings or, or A-Wings that they may have gotten more recently. And I just, I feel like it's just kind of lagging behind still. Like, I think even compared to those models, it doesn't represent, like, the actual ship as well as those other ones do, which is super disappointing. Um, and I don't really know why. I, and I, I, maybe we can kind of touch on this a little bit. Um, and I mentioned this before. At one point, I felt like, like Lego Star Wars was really the trailblazer when it came to, like, innovative build techniques and really pushing the bigger, more detailed sets forward. Like for one, Lego Star Wars was like the first theme that ever got, you know, the really big sets. And that was that way for a really long time. Um, but now it, it seems kind of like the opposite. It seems like the big Lego Star Wars sets in terms of, you know, the detail and the, not necessarily even just the detail, but the build techniques that they are willing to employ um, and like the creativity behind it 
I don't feel it. It matches up with some of the other big sets we get, like the DeLorean, for example, the DeLorean, Titanic. So good. Uh, like, Titanic is so good. Like the, des the design philosophies behind those sets and how sleek and smooth they are compared to like the big Rivendell. Star Wars sets now. Rivendell yeah, is like, another good example too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Rivendell, Rivendell especially. Is yeah. It just it does it's it feels kind of like Star Wars is really lagging behind those sets, and I'm not really sure why. I'm not sh like and maybe. I don't know. Like, do, do you how do you think you've experienced this? Like, do you feel the same way, or, or do you think that you know Star Wars is still kind of neck and neck with some of those other big sets? No comment, David. <laughs> no, no. I was actually I was just thinking about the new throne room, which the, it's a new diorama that comes out on May first. That actually has some pretty advanced techniques that I was that I genuinely didn't even know how to build myself, um, and it was it was refreshing to see that, and and in my little youtube short review of it like that was that was a big standout is seeing new techniques in lego star wars sets that i haven't seen in a while i mean there has been some ucs sets that employ some some good um techniques but i i would have to agree jay that like newer sets like the titanic rivendell um etc are beating out lego star wars which you know i i wonder so those sets that you just described they have lego brings on different designers uh, from different teams. They're not, you know, specifically set uh, designer or theme designers. So like Lego Star Wars usually has a core team of designers, whereas right. the sets you just described, they're bringing in other designers from, you know, creator expert from, I don't know, from Harry Potter, from Star Wars too. And they're, they're bringing all the best of from all these different themes that Lego works on and they're combining them for a specific set, whether that be a Titanic or Rivendell. And so I think that's what you're seeing is when Lego is not just locking down designers to just one theme and instead bringing in all of the designers from different uh, sub-themes and, and sharing their experiences within, you know, whatever theme they were working on. And anyhow, so you're getting a more, um, uh, a more broad variety of, of uh, ideas for uh, uh, executing techniques. Absolutely. I think I'd love to see that. At some point, um, I'm not even, I don't know if they'd make it like a big public announcement or something, but it would be cool to see, you know, if they had a, a project in mind and they wanted to kind of shake up the format a little bit, if they did want to reach out to some of those other designers who don't normally do Star Wars, just yeah. to, you know, give it a breath of fresh air. Cause I, I think, in all need. <laughs> I think in a lot of ways you can like, like Star Wars sets in general can kind of follow the same design philosophy. Like, if you kind of look through them, a lot of the same types of techniques kind of seem to, you know, um, recycle themselves, so to speak. So I, I think that, you know, even if it's not like a, an all-the-time thing, at some point if they could just switch it up a little bit just to give us something different, um, it would it would be kind of cool. Because I feel like a lot of those other big sets, it's honestly kind of weird. Like, they, they if, like with, you know, the sets we mentioned, like, they really go for, like, studless like, finishes. Like, I think about, like, the piano, Titanic. And the piano you know, isn't even that good. Yeah, like, the Land Rover that just came out. Like, it seems like with all those other big sets, like, they're really going hard on, like, like smoothness and not really showing too many studs. And Star um, but Star Wars is, is, that's not the case at all. Like, like sometimes they kind of go for it, and then there's, like, the gunship where it's clearly not really a priority. So, I don't know. It's almost like, I mean, they're the same, like, company and the same product but it's almost like they're not because i feel like just the the design philosophy behind those big sets are just 
so drastically different. Yeah. No, and, and I think and, that. And, yeah, go ahead, oh, David. Go ahead, Aaron. Oh, uh, I, I was just going to say that like of Star Wars specifically, especially when it comes to UCS sets, normally it's just one designer on each set. Even uh, big sets like the Millennium Falcon or the Imperial Star Destroyer, those usually only have one single designer, whereas newer, bigger sets on other themes have up to three, if not six designers working on it. Heck, even the new um, the new Lego Ideas A-Frame Cabin, they had, I think, three or four designers brainstorming that thing up, and it shows. I mean, there's a lot of great techniques and, and nice uh, details in that build, and so I think maybe yeah. Lego Star Wars could benefit from bringing in some of their uh, other designers uh, and, and work in conjunction with the current Lego Star Wars team to really maybe freshen up some designs and, and bring in some new ideas. And uh, also, I think another thing, like just kind of random idea that popped in my head that I think could potentially be a good experiment is, you know, if Lego, you know, really wants to increase the like fan outreach and the influence that the consumers have over Lego Star Wars, which is a theme that, you know, obviously has been has been around for the longest time. Maybe at some point, like I know it's it's a rule in ideas for them to, you know, not really accept their ideas based on ips maybe they could have if not an ideas thing or just like a competition where they say hey you know what like we're opening it up and we're gonna give you know maybe two or three fans opportunity to design star wars could sets you imagine an inserts exome set i mean amazing that would be yeah like like, like that the be... price of that set would also be like less than 100 if it's from lego's production standpoint i mean this would be like an 18 plus oh that'd be yeah. so good that, that like I, I would be totally interested in seeing them you know, try something out like that just to... Well, so I, I they have actually done that somewhat in the past, notably with the very well-designed and still holds up today, the uh, Imperial uh, Tidarium shuttle. The designer who worked on that back in 2010, I remember, I think it was in one of his interviews um, or, or somewhere, maybe Brickset interviewed him, but he said that he reached out to a specific LEGO Star Wars fan designer for yeah. his help to be recruited on the that shuttle, and again, I think it shows because it, it was really well designed. I don't know who the um, I, I I don't remember what the fan designer's name was, but he was a, one of his the name top is, builders um, at the time. His his Lego name is Dmac Lego. I don't know how to pronounce his actual name. I'm not gonna try. Um, but if you do want to find him, his name is Dmac Lego. Phenomenal builder. Um, and yeah, I thought like like that was really unprecedented, but a really cool thing that they did. Um, I think that they opened it up, made it more like a public thing. And allowed, you know, some of the best people, like fans out there to not only just, you know, do it for the fans, but also just kind of give them some direction and like really get a feel for like, oh, like this is the kind of thing that the community is really getting behind. And I don't know, I think it'd just be a breath of fresh air. Um, it really would be. And it'd be so good. I, I can't express how awesome. I know this is like wishful thinking and the likelihood is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, next to none. The company makes so much money off of what it's doing right now. I don't, I don't see why they would change it up. Obviously, it's it is like you know this is a wish, but that would be the quality of sets we would get would be insane. Yeah, and they would sell so well because I mean the the thing is most fan models they're typically fun to play with and they make great display pieces. Yeah, they like combine the aspect of eighteen plus that Lego lens and they combine the aspect of a playset. Obviously, fragility is a like yeah. an outlier, but still like it. I feel those lines are being so blurred now. Yeah, like like I don't think it's the case. I mean like. Some years ago, like you could really look at like mocks and be like, "Oh, 
there's no way they can make that a Lego set. And in some ways, that kind of is the case. But I think when you look at like Speed Champions, for example, oh, and the God. types of just consistent quality builds that they put out that are pretty much on par with Mox, and like the new pieces they make for sure, like the 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 boundary between like good looking mock that can't be a set and like an actual set that can be produced, I feel like that's becoming more and more blurred. So, like I can see that it's not perfect. You're still gonna have you know those fan designs that just will never meet the the. Um... Your gunship is a great example, I think. <laughs> Thank you. No, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that it's like first of all, piece intensive. Yeah. For what it is and fragile. Sure. So you know, as amazing as it looks, it would never be a set because it just would not reach the ability to like be played with by a kid and not. Right. Yeah. And it's it's hundred percent not meant to be played yeah. with. But I think that we're we're getting there. It's it's the 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 quality of Lego sets are getting closer, especially this one. The, the like the the difference between mocks and Lego sets has never been so small. Yeah. I guess so. It is possible. I think it's a lot more possible now than it was maybe like. Five ten years ago. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, and you know, I I, I don't know. I, I don't want to see all smooth Lego Star Wars sets. I like. I'm one of those people who actually really like balancing studs and tile. And I I, I reflect that on my own mocks. Is like I don't like to favor one or the other. I don't like to do all studs. I don't like to do all tile. I think literally the best of both worlds is a fifty fifty share. And um, I know some people don't like all the studs on the side of the X-Wing, but I, I like that. Like, that doesn't bother me, really. Um, it, it really, that that's all up to opinion and debate, you know, whether you want, you know, the studs or not, or, you know, how smooth a Lego Star Wars should, set should be, or how the shaping should be done, et cetera, et cetera. We can get in the weeds of that and talk about it all day. Um, but at the end of the day, it's just a difference of opinion. Yeah, I mean, I... The thing is, like, I wouldn't write that off as a a reason to not do it because I feel like everything in art, because that's what this is, is a subject of opinion. So, yeah, but also, I don't know. I think that if LEGO wanted to, they could make so many better things. And that's not me being negative. That's me in... No, negative counter of oh one. God. Sorry, bro. Okay, well, I'm at two. I still have three left. Okay. Anyway, this is like me trying to uplift lego in a sense of like i don't think that anybody likes sets that are not fun to look at not fun to play and not fun to build with right you buy it for if it has good figures figures and i i don't think that that should be a continuing trend because it's just not worth a space on a set right and i think that the endor speeder bike chase set is not an example of that because i think it has pretty good figures but the thing is that set is so meh in so many ways that it just becomes like, why would I buy it? It's $80. That price is overpriced to a meh. The figures are meh. I mean, I honestly, I'd rather go buy the Leia from the Tetherium shuttle. Yeah. He's like 25, 30 bucks. And I'd rather go get the Luke from, I don't know, the... What, what, what? I mean, they've never, so the, the, the last time they made an indoor speeder bike Luke was the, the, bike. the very first one. Oh wow, yeah. Yeah, that's what they yeah, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I can see that's probably the, the the main appeal of that set. The scout trooper comes in, you know, countless other things. Yeah. The build is meh. Like I if you like the build, that's your prerogative. I'm happy you do. The plant pieces are cool, but for eighty dollars, I don't see the inherent value. And I, I don't think I'm alone in that opinion. I think that it's definitely yeah. No, it's I, showing... I, I, I feel 
I have built the set and I I like the I actually like the tree design and you know I made a review a little quick review uh, YouTube short about it and I think it's only worth sixty dollars at max so it's it's definitely a set you get on Amazon once it hits the Amazon almost always price marks their set twenty percent off within a couple months so once it hits that twenty percent then it's probably worth picking up um, I would yeah, not personally like, it recommend it at the at the current price what yeah because it's Sorry. just not it's not like there is no inherent What's the good part about the set except for maybe the loot? Like, there's no, you know, for most sets that come out that I dislike, I can still find a relatively good reason to like it, with the exception well, of like I, the UCSX wing. I know. Okay, so you don't so, even like the figure? Uh, no, like the figure is the one thing I like. But I'm saying besides the figure, oh, and, you know, the speeder, the, the, speeder bikes, the the speeder bikes are the best designs I've ever seen. They are fantastically built, and they're sturdy too. They look like something out of a mock. Um, so the speeder bikes are highlight builds in that in that set. Um, but is that worth eighty dollars? No, it's not. But the yeah. greenery. Are you just saying that's something that, redeemable? I, I guess. guess so. But still, that, uh, hey. so like, and and not a lot of people build a lot of trees, Lego trees. And I always like seeing when Lego themselves build trees. Um, Jay, you have one of the best tree designs I've ever seen, and I implemented it in the Dara mock. Uh, no, seriously, it's fun building um, those, huh? Uh, it was a blast. But anyhow, <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the tree design Lego went with was actually pretty good given that it had to be stable and like not fall over. And I love some of the techniques, especially in the base of the trees, the techniques they implemented in terms of how they uh, combine like the leaf pieces, the fern pieces, they're utilizing some new bracket pieces that are fairly new. And it's interesting. And I think as a, uh, if you're in a mock building, you'll find building that diorama a little more interesting than you may have thought it would be. All right, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm not really gonna put you to t- to task, but I just have a question because I don't know if we really talk about this, David. Um, we have like lots of kind of experience and and test subjects with the dioramas. Um, I think the resounding community opinion has been overpriced. Um, yeah. So yeah. In, in, in hindsight, how do you feel about the diorama experiment in general? Do you think that it's like generally been a positive thing? Um, do you like have reservations about it? Like what is your, I guess, general outlook on the dioramas? Hmm. I, all right. So Lego obviously wants to make sets for 18 plus adults, Lego star Wars sets for 18 plus people or cause they have money for, yeah, sure. Exactly. And so they know we have bigger budgets to work with so they can charge more. Okay. Well, hopefully we can get more for charging more. That hasn't been the case with the diorama series. Um, and, and also, you know, Lego, I think, is very clearly known now that a lot of the people are millennials or mm-hmm. late Gen Zers. We're in our 20s and 30s, maybe even 40s. And a lot of us grew up with the prequel series and the Clone Wars, and and they haven't appealed to that yet with the diorama collection. So hopefully, not only should they learn from, like, pricing out these sets accurate uh, correctly, but also... Please don't just focus on the original trilogy. Like, there's a lot more to Star Wars than just the original trilogy. In 2023, it is a much bigger and expanded universe, and so having a little bit of everything, you know, have have an original trilogy set in, in, in a wave. But you know, please cater to the other fans of the prequels and maybe even the sequels, honestly, um, or the Clone like, Wars, nice or whatever it there. might be. So yeah, I, I, I just want I want maybe even I want the, the sequels, diorama, if, you know, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I want to see the diorama collection continue because I want to see what Lego can do with the other 
uh, eras of Star Wars, uh, specifically the prequels for me. I'd love to see what Lego can do there. Um, so I want to I want to give it some more time to cook in the oven. I think they're still learning, especially about pricing with these sets. And, you know, I think they're also seeing that fans really care about minifigures in these sets, too. Uh, again, you know, these are targeted towards adults, so adults are really going to pay close attention to that. Uh, especially for their collectability. So, you know, those are improvements they need to make is, is pricing accordingly and, and having like accurate, uh, just making it feel valuable for whatever price they're charging. Like whether that increases, whether that's making the minifigures more accurate, whether that's giving you more pieces, whether that's giving you a bigger build, they need to think about those core concepts with the diorama collection and they haven't quite hit those yet. And so hopefully 2024, we'll see that. I also think, I do like, the diorama collection existing because with uh, it, it's a way of getting minifigures from particular scenes that I think fans would uh, call iconic. And so hopefully we'll get iconic scenes again, continuing in the future. Um, but it's, it's also compares. It's also interesting to compare the, um, the new executor super starter which is also launching along these sets is that could potentially be a new series. Um, I'm thinking, Lego started the uh, Diorama Collection series off with the uh, Darth Vader Chamber, if you guys remember that, from like 2021, I want to say, when that set got released. Uh, so two years ago, they started with that as like an experiment, I, I feel like. And then the following year, we got the first Diorama Collection sets, which was 2022, last year. Um, so yeah, that seems about right. So I'm, I'm guessing here that the Executor is the start of maybe Lego Continued Mid-Scale. And so would you... have? Jay, I'm, I'm directing this question to you. Actually, I want, I want you, uh, both of you guys, Aaron as well, to answer this question. But I mean, do you want mid-scale sets and diorama collection series sets? Or would you rather favor one or the other? Or would you just rather not have them at all and just go to regular playset Lego Star Wars sets? I mean, like, honestly, I want to hear your guys' thoughts. I think so that's an interesting discussion. I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go first because I, I want to keep this real short. Midi-scale, and I know that the person next to me is going to hate this answer i find okay i like midi scale ships i think that they capture details very well and they're fun mid scale because i think that the, the you know for example the mini scale falcon is you know 50 bucks back in the day it's pretty good i don't want to spend 500 bucks on a ucs falcon back then obviously now it's 800 but <laughs> you know I, I want a cool good display piece and the the playset is cool i don't think it's a great display piece though but you know midi scale has that mid ground where it you know could be a good display piece. And I could be saying that because it, just because I like miniatures. Like, I love airplane miniatures as well. That's just, like, something I really enjoy. Uh, I know that, well, I'm, I'm going to guess that Jay doesn't as much like the mid-scale sets. Uh, as for dioramas, I used to like them somewhat. I don't mind the Vader, Vader meditation. I just think that they need to bring more. And, they're, they're, and I feel like every time they come out with new ones, they bring less. They bring less every single time. Really... What's made me find them less positively is that, <laughs> you know, this most recent one, the lack of the cloths, that really just kind of sent me down and like, I just don't like this because, you know, that I feel like this is the exact type of set where a cloth piece is needed and would do extremely well. And the fact that they omitted it is just beyond mind boggling. Uh, but Jay, what's your opinion? Okay. Um. I don't think we diverge as much on the mini scale ships. Oh, I think I think yeah. All right, look at us. Um, I think the superstar destroyer, especially when it comes to something like that, that pretty much, I mean, if you like, how can it be represented? Like, does a playset really 
an option for that? Probably not. Um, you know, so you're probably going to get a big UCS giant model, which is not everyone's like Ain't capability, and it's not everyone's thing. Like, not everyone, not everyone wants to have a big Lego model of thing. So I can actually see a lot of value in the midi ships for the people who, you know, even if you don't necessarily just want a place killer, if you just like the ships and you like, you know, Lego and you want a way to build the ships, like, I think there is actually a bit of value in the midi scale ships. So I can, I can kind of justify those more. Um, Cause at the end of the day, like there's no real reason to like, like the, like the big star destroyer, even though it's big, it's still not many fixed scale. So it's not, I guess, significantly more playable than the tiny one like they're they're all just different scales so i mean the, um, i don't the, actually the, the previous mid-scale set was the nebula and b frigate you make a good point like we would probably never get a playset version of that and i know lego dabbled i think it was in the poll for the gunship the ucs gunship but it was in the poll for a nebula and b frigate ucs set but even at a ucs scale it still wouldn't be quite accurate or anything super interesting i don't know yeah absolutely um, so yeah, I actually like, even though it's not necessarily my thing, like at the end of the day, I'm, I'm pretty much anything that in, it can interact with a minifigure. Like that's going to be what I kind of find the most joy in. Um, I can, I can kind of like, I can for sure justify the mini ships more than like the helmets or, or like brick heads or something like that. Um, uh, I, now, would, as for the... I would prefer, I would prefer mid scale over helmets personally. I would choose mid scale ships over yeah. continuing yeah. the helmet collection. I think that Jay likes helmets more. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, okay, so so as for the dioramas, um, I think that we got a real good kind of taste of like what a diorama, like diorama versus playset is kind of like the dynamic I play out in my head. And I think with this upcoming indoor, indoor, I keep saying indoor, um, the Death Star throne room diorama, we get a good litmus test of what it's like to see, you know, playset versus diorama at the same like price point. What does that difference look like? Um, Cause obviously we got, you know, in 2020, that hundred dollar playset Death Star throne room set. Um, so I, I think comparatively, you know, I, I'm taking the playset. Like I, I think that the playset Death Star throne room has so much more to offer. I think, you know, it doesn't have the big fancy window but what it makes up for with that is, for one, more figures, two, considerably more play opportunities. Like it just represents the entire throw room a lot more. And I don't think it like looks bad in any way. Like I think like if you could display that set, you know, on a shelf and it would still look nice. It's still very recognizable. You know, you get the outside doors, the royal guards. Like you just get so much more bang for your buck with that in a pretty comprehensive scene as opposed to the diorama, which, you know, shockingly is the same price. And, you know, it's just a very small portion, albeit, you know, a bit more detailed, but it's still a pretty small portion of that room. I think in a perfect world, there is a place for, for dioramas to exist alongside playsets. However, it, it's hard, especially at this point where we, you know, are seeing significantly less playsets than we've seen, especially in recent history, um, that like, the, the dioramas at this point feel kind of just like an excuse for Lego to, you know, charge, you know, two, sometimes two times, maybe three times what they would have charged for a playset version of a set and, you know, add a bit more detail, but um, on the consumer end, it feels like, you know, we, I would have gotten much more out of this if it was a playset outside of a diorama. And once again, that Death Star throne room is a big example. Um, 
So in a world where we don't get as many playsets, I think like, you know, if I had to sacrifice all the dioramas and get more playsets, I'd 100% be on board. Uh, just because we get so, it feels like so few of those now, um, you know, compared to all the other adult sets that they, that they get. And if minifigures are the big point of contention that people are like, oh yeah, you know, we want to see minifigures, you know, playsets were a surefire thing with that. You know, if, if there's one thing you're guaranteed with playsets, it's going to be minifigures. Like, it's going to throw those in there and um, be pretty liberal with them usually. So, you know, if that's kind of the big pusher that people want to see, uh, I think playsets for sure are the way to go. Um, and then also, at the end of the day, you know, I guess for some people, this should still be like a kid's toy. And I think if you're a kid going into the Lego store, and you want depressing. You want to uh, have a Star Wars experience. Um, your options are, you know, so much more limited now than they were five years ago. It's honestly kind of sad. I get so nostalgic. Um, for Twenty seventeen, which I never thought I would say. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Um, but yeah, like I think that like for a kid, especially, you know, Lego put out a pretty similar indoor set. I want to say back in was it twenty twelve? It came with like a tree. I want to say Ewok attack. Ewok attack. Yeah, yeah. I came yeah. with speeder bike, right? Yeah, speeder bike and the Ewok and the tree thing. Yeah, twenty five dollars set. Yeah, about that. Yeah. Like, I mean, sure, it doesn't look as, it doesn't look as good. Yeah, but four. But yeah, like man, like the the value there, you know, that just feels just feels so much better. I guess I, I'll, I'll kind of round it off with this. I think that you're probably, and I could be wrong. I'm just I'm going to say it. I think this is true. I think that you're probably alienating more kids by pretty much like not exclusively putting out adult stuff by catering to adults with the adult sets. Then you're bringing in adults by making the adult sets. Cause I mean, Lego Star Wars has existed for a very long time and the adult market especially has existed for a long time. I don't think adults necessarily have issues buying play sets, especially when the play sets are really cool. Like there's a reason the Republic gunship even is like the most popular thing ever. Right. Um, and I think that like the most popular Lego Star Wars sets in in general are usually the play sets outside of like, you know, the few UCS standouts. So yeah, I feel like, you know, and if I had to pick one, I think the, the play sets cater to both worlds a lot better than the, um, dioramas cater to both worlds. Mm. Yeah, no, that, that's a really good, yeah. So I, I'm, I definitely agree with a lot of your points, Jay, and, and we've had this discussion before. I, I do think there should be more Lego Star Wars play sets, and clearly it comes down to if you just go to Target or Walmart, you'll see why we are getting less Lego Star Wars play sets. There's only so much shelf space, and Lego thinks about this. They can only allocate so much uh, shelf space at these retail stores that they sell these uh, Lego sets to for uh, Lego Star Wars, and you know those adult sets that they sell at Target, Walmart, they take up a portion of that space, so they're making less play sets because they got to prioritize also these adult sets, uh, which is interesting seeing those side by side. I was just at Target just like an hour ago, and I was thinking about that while you were talking about this. Um, and so I think you make a good point that the play sets in the long term are more valuable, more um, just a better overall experience and caters to both both audiences, kids and adults, than maybe the dioramas have been doing that. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. I, I do disagree, though. I I like the um, the new diorama throne room more than the playset. I would prefer the new diorama personally. It looks far more interesting. It, it looks. It doesn't even have 
quote unquote a Lego look until you really start looking at it, which I think is interesting. And maybe that's a turn off to some people, but it, it almost just looks like a scene, right? And I have it in the background of my shelves. And I, when I walk into my Lego room, I look at it, I'm like, oh, wow, it's just it's just that scene right there. It, it doesn't feel like a, a, a conglomerate, conglomerated, conglomerate, oh my God, I cannot pronounce things tonight, but it doesn't feel like a mashup of, of different little bits like the playset version does. I don't know. So the overall aesthetic. That's a, uh, no, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, that's, that's just it's not important, overall, but yeah. The overall aesthetic and feeling I get off the diorama is more significantly interesting to me personally for its display value than the playset version. I do agree, though, that you know you're getting more minifigures and and more play functions with the playset. But the look wise, like just the overall impression I get, I'm getting way more out of the diorama than I am getting with the playset. That is probably the biggest advantage the dioramas have. I think honestly, um, if there, I think there's one diorama we can kind of point at, and I think kind of makes up like best of both worlds. Uh, I think the Indiana Jones one, that one, like what an it's set. Oh my god! Like I think that one really shows the power. Like if they, if Lego, because you no, know, for whatever reason, like you know, the dioramas in general kind of just stray away from play features almost entirely. Like the trashing factor has walls that clothe, sure, um, but in general, they they seem to kind of stray away from that. The Indiana Jones one, however, fully embraces it and I think like does it in a really impactful and meaningful way. Um, it's one of those ones that like, yeah, like it looks good, but you could display it and never touch it and appreciate it. But those play features just take it to the next level. So I think like if they could maybe even implement some of that with the dioramas, I think that could really go a long way in making the dioramas feel more like a fun Lego experience as opposed to like a you know exclusive like thing you just build and then put on a shelf i i think that 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 indiana jones probably the best example of like best of both worlds when it comes to i guess the playset diorama dynamic yeah i, agree. I was actually i, the I was jones actually showing great. i was showing my girlfriend the indiana jones set and the new lego Star Wars dioramas and she was just so impressed by the, all the little functions. She was playing around with the figures and messing around with the functions. And she was like, does, does the Star Wars set do anything? I'm like, no, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that that set's also fairly priced. And yeah. That's like, it, it's a perfect storm. You know, it, everything is great. The figures are phenomenal. It's the like three times the size of the indoor There's diorama. So many prints. And it's like, yeah, it's three times the size of like. It's just such an amazing set, and why can't we have that with Star Wars? You know, that's the because it literally is the exact same company down to Lucasfilm, not Disney, Lucasfilm. They're both Lucasfilm properties, so they're being isn't Kathleen Kennedy head of Lucasfilm? Yeah, yeah. So Kathleen yeah. Kennedy is in charge of both of them. So why can one have it, but the other can't? Like there is no difference in managing. That's the, the that's what just is so infuriating. There and, is a difference in um, licensing costs, though, between Indiana Jones and Star Wars. Uh, Lego is having to pay more money f to Lucasfilm for Star Wars rights than they are for Indiana Jones rights just because of overall popularity of IP. And, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to act like I know IP law or IP <laughs> brand deals that companies have, but I think that... I, I, I don't I, think I felt, that just the difference should be that, should yeah. be that, that start. I think like on a on a shelf. I think there's. I think just in general, like there should be some level of consistency. I think that if you if you showed someone like the Endor set and you're like, you know, 
for almost like for basically like for two of these is equivalent to that Indiana Jones set. They'd be like, like what? Like how? Like it, it's like the Indiana Jones feels so much more substantial. And I get that. Yes, licensing costs are gonna like these are things way above any of our pay grades, heads, etc. But it should not feel so egregious. I don't know if that's possible, yeah. but I, just from from my heart as a consumer, as a fan, and optics are important. Yeah, absolutely. I, it should but not feel like it if definitely. you're a, yeah, like if you're if you just happen to be a Star Wars fan, like sorry, you got to pay a lot more money to get slightly more than you get with anything else. So I don't know. I think that using that as a defense is definitely not like a co- I'm, the company is not using it as a defense and I I don't think that oh they could never publicly be like no, of course not sorry d- d- Disney's making this pay more sorry guys yeah, exactly. our hands are tied so I feel like we really shouldn't even consider that as a possibility of it because you know at the end of the day we are a consumer and the consumer perception is important and if we perceive the Indiana Jones set is $150 as like basically flawless and the indoor set's just under just over half that it's like how you know like it doesn't seem fair to the consumer and you know there's always been a discrepancy with like you know city sets or lego ips you get more for your buck sure that's because you know there's a licensing cost but when you look at something that is two lucasfilm properties i feel like not most people are not gonna be like well star wars probably costs you know three million more a year than indiana jones or whatever i, I don't think that that's, that's something that would be considered by anybody so yeah, I, no, I don't but, see uh, it as a. I I don't think the consumer, the average consumer, would ever think about that. But I'm just explaining, like, no matter what, unfortunately, the harsh reality is that Star Wars sets, even equivalent price and piece count, it just wouldn't happen yeah. compared to Indiana Jones because Star Wars is just a more valuable uh, franchise than Indiana Jones. I mean, if Indiana Jones becomes a bigger franchise over the years, then sure, it might be the same cost wise, but. I mean, I'm just saying that that is part of the reason why you're seeing Lego Star Wars sets being definitely considered overpriced compared to the new Indiana Jones sets. Yeah, I guess so. And I, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a a product that is, you know, everyone always says for kids. I wish <laughs> they, I wish they would mean that, you know. <laughs> and it really with Star Wars, it doesn't feel like it is. And and Jay often, whenever I speak to Jay about uh, modern Lego Star Wars, which is quite often, because if you haven't noticed. Jay is more staunchly against, or more has stronger opinions about Lego Star Wars than I do. And we're not even getting into Star Wars as a concept because it's even worse there. Oh boy. Um, but I think that every time Jay and I have a talk about this, it just comes to another realization, another point of like how, in my opinion, of course, I, I don't want anybody to feel uh, attacked or you know insulted by what I'm about to say. I feel that Sorry, scripting the apology, guys. I feel like they are going towards a they're going on a downward slope and there's like no point in there's nowhere to go up. And I feel like it's kind of frustrating because it just seems the quality has gone downhill in terms of, you know, quality control from their product standpoint and from the like sets they're releasing standpoint. You know, the the exceedingly large amount of cancellations, regardless of the reason. And then also, you know, bad parts and just bad sets in general. You know, why is the Obi-Wan dual set, ex- why does that exist? It's $50 for crappy rock work. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. All right, that's number three. Sorry, bro. Oh, <laughs> oh man, you know, it's just so, it's so bad. I, I don't, I don't know. It's so, so frustrating to ask, be like a fan. 
let me ask you both a question. So next year, 2024, for Lego Star Wars will be the 25th anniversary. So it'll be another anniversary year like um, 2019 was when we had all those 20th anniversary sets. Assuming that uh -huh. same type of thing happens for um, next year in 2024, what do you guys want to see Lego Star Wars do to celebrate the 25th anniversary? What would the UCS set be that celebrates 25 years of Lego Star Wars? What 25th anniversary sets would you want to see? Do you think Lego's going to do another... Um, I don't know what, what they didn't they have the plaques, right? They had the exclusive plaque minifigures from the original 1999 slash 2000 wave of Lego Star Wars. Do you want to see that make a return? Like I, I'm genuinely curious. What do you think Lego can improve for next year, given that it's a huge anniversary year for the franchise and for Lego? Is it? Is it a huge anniversary though? 25 years. Like, I feel like I feel like a lot of people celebrate well, 25 they, years of things. They celebrated 10. Right? With like the Vader's yeah. tie advanced in yeah. 2011. And they also had yep. like, what, what says that? The Echo Base Lego set. It's behind us. That's why I, yeah, the Echo Base um, Lego set. You know, those are 10 year anniversary, 20th anniversary. I, I don't see them doing the 25th anniversary. It's also like in the perception, like 2019 was a couple years ago to a lot of people still. Especially because COVID's just a time sink. <laughs> but I, I, I not to like swerve your question, because uh, I genu I really don't have an answer anyways, but I don't think that they're going to do 25th anniversary stuff. Did they do anything for the 15th? No. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I think they're doing 10 years. They're doing centennial? Centennial? Yeah. yeah. Let me, I guess 25, I think in general, though, is still a little bit different. Like 15, yeah, like 25 is usually, it's like a quarter century, you know? Exactly. So that, it's a quarter that century. feels bigger. Then I feel like they would have just skipped 20 and I, 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 no, no, no. You, you, you never skip the 10, the 10 year anniversary increments. I don't know. I feel like 50 would be like, if it was like, if they did 40 and I, we're getting, what, I think basically like, but what's half of 50, 25. I disagree. No, darn it. Yeah. <laughs> Coruscant is also flat. Yes, it is. It is actually. There's a retaining wall made of ice, and it's actually a donut shape. Yeah. Wait, so to actually answer your question, David, um, I do like the question a lot. Uh, you know, assuming uh, for Aaron's sake that the 25th is actually celebrated, um, I think if they want to go back to the first year and if they want to do something kind of big that commemorates it, I think it would be really cool if they go back and they they take what was basically the first big Lego Star Wars playset, uh, the Moss Espa Pod race. And I think if they want to re, uh, yeah, I mean, I got it sitting right yeah, here. I know you love you it. So just, are you not a pod racer? For you? I, I, they did it for the last anniversary. I, single I just, pod racer. Jay, Jay, you'll be happy to know. I just bought that set from bricks and minifigs last week. It's a great set. I mean, it's an amazing set. I, I got I, it. I, 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 wanted it for I got so it long. sealed. Um, not was not last year, the year before. Lloyd Shane. Yeah, shout out to Colts of Christensen. Um, and I, yeah, I, I got to basically build it like it was brand new. It was freaking amazing. Even like, you know, for a 1999 set, there is a significant amount of detail included in that set. So I think if they really want to do something to commemorate, you know, 25 years, I think if they did do, I mean, Massive Builder Series hasn't been a thing since Cloud City. If they wanted to, I miss it. So I know that. If they wanted, if they want to hit hard. If they want to, if they want to do like a, you know, bring back Master Builder series for a year and do a, a like a pod race reissue and include like five or six pods, I think um, finally uh, Shmi Skywalker. The the most Isley Cantina was also Master Builder series though. Oh yeah. Oh, was it? No, it says UCS. I'm pretty sure it says UCS. 
No. All right. No, it's it's definitely Master Builder series. Okay. Well. Well, that's a great set too. Yeah. Like, I'm not, another great, I, another banger. Yeah. Um. So yeah, if they really, if they want to, still, I mean, it's still been a little bit of time. If they want to bring back Master Builder series, oh gosh, that's three years ago. Um. I think if they if they did like a like a reissue of that Moss Eisley, not a reissue, um, just a, a remake of it, and um, you know, spruce it up a bit, threw in some more pods. You know, it was like, you know, hey, this is the first big place that we did. You know, this is what we can do with it now. I think that would be incredible. I would love that so much. That for sure would be at the top of my list. Um, as for some smaller sets, I think, you know, maybe take one set, you know, from the big, because I think the movie releases are kind of the, like, if, if there's one thing that's been a big, like, event deal for Lego, I'd say the big movie releases. So maybe take like one set from like the original release of each like film or show or whatever that's come out. Cool fan. Not not. I mean, they they don't have to do that. Okay. I mean, they can just like. I I was mainly just thinking like episode two came like episode. No, the episode one set would be the Master Builder series. The episode two, obviously, you know, they could pick one set from that to redo. Episode three, the Clone Wars film, um, and then maybe like Rebels sequels if they want to. I don't make sure. That would be cool. If it feels reset. Set for media piece, that'd be fun, yeah. And then just be like, you know, this was you know from the first wave, and then just kind of like basically bring everything together. That, that, that'd be the perfect you know, way to bring everything together. You do the course on gunship from Scipio for Bone Wars, that'd be such a great one. The fans would love that set, bro. I remember when I first saw the episode, you know, like I was like, everyone, they, I was just love like, red gunship, right? That that would make me cry. A red gunship, oh, okay, yeah, right, David, no comment. Yeah, exactly. That's right. See, now you're the negative one, aren't you? Now you're the mean one everyone's going to hate. David uh, gets a, David gets a yeah. plus one on the negativity counter exactly. by default. You know what? Negative studios. Okay, that's what you are. You negative <laughs> Nancy. Um. Anyways, yeah, if they wanted to do something from every media piece, basically like, because I mean, basically what they did for the original one, they remade, you know, a set from just kind of like random ones. The first wave. Wasn't it the first wave? Oh wait! No, no, no. absolutely not. I was just thinking of the eraser. Yeah, no, no, no. yeah, no, it, it just didn't come in like random stuff. I think oh, if they I wanted like their series, I don't know how many media pieces there are, but I mean, yeah, just for every. You got this. The nine movies. Yeah, nine movies. Nine. Nine. Not spinoff. Loves nine. Okay, spinoff. Uh, one spinoff. Oh my god, two spinoff. That you're gonna bluff one. That's four now. Oh my god, you have to acknowledge Solo. Okay, you have to acknowledge it. Anyways. Eleven, uh, maybe, maybe not the Disney ones. Not no, like Disney hate. Obviously, not for me. Wow, but they're so recent. Maybe not. I think there should be a Rogue One one. Oh my god. Yeah, I think a Rogue One like there could be a Borgullet siege, a Borgullet set. There we go. I'm a big cat. Yeah, maybe just one thing for each media piece. I think that would be a fun way to tie all of all of Lego Star Wars together. I think that'd be It'd be a cool unique concept. I think if there was one. Which I don't think there will be, but if there was one, I think that's <laughs> okay. Yeah. Is there, so assuming there is one, do you have an idea for a, like if you had to pick one big set to kind of celebrate all of Lego Star Wars? I mean, what do you think would make sense or be re realistic or if not realistic? What would you like to see, Aaron? It, that's so hard because like you got to think about what hasn't been made in a while. I mean, does it? I mean. I think that, you know, a, a MBS style set would be great, obviously, because, you know, the amount of figures you'd get 
and it'd be a lot of really good figures, obviously. But you know, when you think back to it, there was a Haas set not too long ago. There was the Cantina set, obviously, the Cloud City sets. Oh my god. Oh my That was like twenty sixteen? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was that seven years ago? What? No way. We're old, we're old boys. The uh yeah, the 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 um, assault on Hoth. Sorry, you did that. What was UCS? The Hoth set is UCS. I didn't care about that. Yeah. That's seven years old. I want to say it was the yeah. Oh my gosh, Rogue One wave is seven years old too. Yeah, and and it's Anyways. also and it's also worth like way more than you think it would. The master or the UCS. Hoth. Oh no, there's figures in that set that are like stupid. Yeah, let's go. Oh, I cannot believe that. I'm sorry, I'm having existential crisis about how old that set is. I uh, sorry. I think that a good set, I don't know, it'd have to be something like a, a scene with a lot of figures, right? I, I, That'd probably I think be the best. I, I have to agree with Jay's opinion. I, I think the most I, uh, or most Espa pod race would make the most sense, given that it was the first large play set for, in 1999 for LEGO Star Wars, and we haven't gotten... I know we got the, what, the Anakin's pod racer was actually a 20th anniversary Star Wars set, um, but... We haven't gotten Sebulba's pod racer since I think twenty twenty eleven. Twenty eleven, I think it was. 11. Yeah, twenty eleven. Yeah. Honestly, I'd love an MTT. Uh, so yeah. I'd like a like I, a big MTT with just like I, I, a crap ton of droids. Oh, that would be really cool. Oh my god, I do want that would last, be cool. I mean that last, was one of those like, last standout made, sets. Yeah, the last like MTT the early MTT, MTT. made in twenty fourteen was was bad. The uh, 2014 version, yeah, Ultra Mid is what I'd call that one. 2007 was. Hey, you're you're you're, you're no, leaning, I'm gonna let you slide on this one. 2007 was amazing. You're almost at number five. 2007 was downright amazing. Uh, and then 1999 for the time was really cool, really good, really like a fun set. And I think that'd be a really good remake. I think it's we're due for a new MTT. I think we're due for a droid ship. Period. Yeah. Okay. Side tangent, not really. What is up with the lack of droid ships? Like, thank you, Lego. We're getting obscure clones. Super cool. Awesome. Gunship was but, but how are they supposed to fight? It's like, you get, like they listen. Like, Lego listened. To all, yeah. Like, they listen to all these clone kids about, like, clone vehicles. But, like, what good is, is all these? <laughs> Who's the clone kid in the car right now? Everyone except me. But, no. Like, wow. Like, like, yes, like, we have all these, like, clone-based sets, but, like, who are they supposed to fight? Like, it's Rebels. kind of re- crazy. Yeah. Bro, it's, bro, like, the, crazy. The, the spider droid in an ATT, that's not enough for you to fight against? Oh, come on. The spider droid. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's stretching it for me. I mean, that was a joke. I know, but obviously, like, that. So, too far. There should be way more droid ships, and I think yeah, an MTT the, 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 la- the last off. droid ship we got was the AAT, uh, the, the the blue one yeah. that we got. And that was that horrible. Was... Everyone I, I, bought that set for the clone, let's be I, honest. I like that bro, set. Um, sure, David's putting that in Geonosis, bro. Calm oh, down. my bad. I am really putting it in Geonosis. It's true. I know. Trust me, I know um, you are. You oh should really God. put the tails on anyone, David. I'm just saying. Um, we'll talk about big. this later. I, li- I actually like the scale they went with on the newer version. It works well for my mock, actually, so I can fit more of them in. Didn't you use the tan one, then? The 2015? No, but in, in the Clone Wars episode, you can clearly see they used the blue one. Maybe. 
Oh, I forgot about that. I forgot Anyways. about that. I forgot about the 2015 tan one. That was oh, that was yeah. such a bad set. I did not like that one. You can't say the blue one's good. I do not understand how one. you can say the blue one is good, but they the are basically the same. Yeah. No, but the original 2000 AAT, the tan one from episode one, was significantly better looking. And it's yeah. and so was the 2008 one. The blue one is significantly better looking than the. I don't know. I, yeah, but, but I don't want to be mistaken. I'm not tan, a fan of the the big blue one. The tan wow. 2000 version was actually small. It was was actually pretty small. The 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 yeah. biggest AAT they made was that 2008 blue one, and it's it's too big. And it's out of you know, proportion. I, I'm definitely not what? that one's here. Sets oversized. Like because they're, they're all of them. Don't stop. No, 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 no. We're not doing this right now. They're like, amazing. They are. They are amazing. They they are flawless. Like no Yes. Oh, really? Your tank is too big. Oh my! Bro, that I don't care. You know what? I'm being very positive right now. That okay. is amazing. Okay. The fighter tank okay. that is one of my top favorite sets of all time. Wars. Yes. Wow. Nostalgia plays no role in that at all. Only seventeen wouldn't so much better. It's there's no nostalgia in this at all. Do not worry. Yeah. I, I really, <laughs> It's not what, that rose colored goggles on. What are the laser cannons called? The clone laser cannons. What what are those things called? AV seven S P H A T. What is that? The S P H A T. What what's the mobile version they use against the Zillow Beast though? It, that's a different version. Oh, the AV seven. Oh, no, okay, the AV seven yeah. is a stationary one. Is it the AV seven's one from Christophsis? Yeah, AV seven's oh. a heavy you know, cannon. You know where the clone pets are too? Oh, have you not seen the Clone Wars movie? Fake Gen. I have seen it once. Okay, yeah. no, you said a clone. I don't know. Aaron, Aaron's got. Oh, it's probably like the UTAT or something like that. I don't know. Why was it a? Where, where's Trevor when you need him? I know. Like he would know this up top of a set. A anyhow, that specific the, the portable laser set. I always wanted that to be a, a Lego Star Wars set. But um, I was just thinking in the Zillow Beast episodes, you actually see Republic dropships drop those off. What if you got a Republic dropship with the laser cannon? Instead of an ATOT, I'd be as so a, angry that it doesn't an, have an ATOT. An yeah, I know. Maybe an ATOT. Maybe it should just remake the entire set. Um, I would be but, angry if a next dropship doesn't have an ATT because why? Where but we one? have an ATT no, need... though. I wouldn't want another, another one. one. No, they no. I wouldn't want that. One, the no. only sets they can reproduce with a close of a time frame is like the Spider Droid set when they made one in 2013 and one in 2015. That was yeah, sure. also no reason at all. No one talks oh. about that. Why did they do that? Why did the they corporate. make a Spider Door 2013 and then two years later re release basically the same set with. Maybe. Okay, here's here. Wars. Hear me out. The ATTE will be a Clone Wars ATTE, so it'll have slightly more red. That'll be the difference. Hell yes. See, I got you. I got Clone Kids. Clone That'd kids. go great with my Chorus on Gunship. Aren't you excited for that, David? Oh. Wait, we see that we see the Republic dropship drop off a turbo tank in the Clone Wars series, so we could see Republic dropship with turbo tank. Mm -hmm. well, can... How is that possible, Dave Filoni? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Aaron's not, I'm like, no, we don't. I'm like, I'm like, like shaking my head at Aaron, like, no, we didn't, and he's like, oh, we did, and I'm just like, how is that even possible? Like, the turbo tank is so much bigger than a gut. The like, answer. Dave, Dave that. If this guy can make a Mandalore weave, he can make a clone turbo tank fit in a dropship. So is the, they downsize the turbo tank, or did they, is there like an upside? There's both versions of the A7 or the Juggernaut look identical, but one smaller. Is it so? 
but it's not that much smaller. Look at the 2015 Lego set. Look at the 2010 Lego set. Right. Ignore that they're switched in the yesterday being more. That's not what they did there. But the 2010 uh, Turbo Tank is compatible with the 2009 Republic Dropship. You could pick it up. Well, you could pick up that Turbo right. Tank with the Dropship, which I thought was ingenious because right. it it just made it all really cool. Oh, it was cool, but like I'm just thinking like in, in from a canonical perspective, oh, the Turbo is cool. massive. Like how could no, like I, yeah, I, realize, no sense. I realize how hypocritical I sound. Lore okay. wise, just, it makes no sense. I'm just not that crazy but... here. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Next but, time they should have a Republic dropship bring in a Death Star. We should have a Republic dropship bring in a yeah, Coruscant gunship, man. That would be. <laughs> I remember we deep. see the we see the turbo tank again in the Bad Batch, and I can't remember if dropships drop that turbo tank off in that Bad Batch episode or not. I because hmm, think so. I can't remember because I remember seeing gunships in that episode, but I don't Jay, remember seeing dropships. Jay is a Bad Batch expert, so Jay, what do you think? Do you, do you know? Jay's watched all of Bad Bat, by the way. Jay loves modern Star Wars. More That's than a me. different discussion. But anyhow, so um, I'm glad we've had a wonderful speculation about future LEGO Star Wars sets that maybe we'll get next year in 2024. Um, I, I enjoyed definitely talking about all that. I, I, I think we could spend another at least three hours probably speculating about that. But I do agree with you, Jay. We need more droid ships to go against all of these clone ships that we're getting. I mean, MTT would... Definitely be at the top of my list. Please. And Lego, I want another MTT. And make it like the 2007 version. That was that was peak. Make MTT. it the 2007 version, but the Clone Wars colors. No. No. Don't do that. I knew that. Well, well. If, oh, my if, God, if, if no. Legos, if Lego's willing to make a red, dark red Republic gunship, I'm pretty sure they're willing to make a light gray and dark blue MTT. I would buy 10 of those day one. Oh, my God. That'd be amazing. Mace Windu tactical droid figure, Ryloth arc. Oh, that'd be delightful. That'd be amazing. See how positive and happy I am right now. That is true. I'm, you know, I can't even. I can't even hate. Exactly. Oh my God. Like I wait, would, wait, wait, would... Jay. Tell me you don't want what's his face? The uh, the guy who twists his like little thing in episode two. What's his? He's also in the Clone Wars show. Um, what, what... <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Wait, wait. Cool. He twists his little thing. <laughs> <laughs> the separate David, David, I want you to take a, take a beat. And, and... Oh, want to board, bro? Yes. You, that, that no, is you the not worst. Say want to board description I've ever heard in my life. Like, all you have to say is like the dude with the radio on his chest. So the guy who's made of like <laughs> plasma or some like. Yeah, what? Don't say he twists his little thing. Come on, David. It's uh, there's a the little dial that he twists to adjust his voice. That's what I should have said. Dial. Don't say thing. You know what thing means. Uh, oh, my. This is a right, certified well, 18 plus black box edition of Brickcast Podcast. Back moving on. Moving on. Okay. All right. Watt Tambor. Yeah, let's move on, David. Watt Tambor in the MTT. Watt Tambor figure would be great. I don't yeah. know why he'd be in an MTT, but sure. Because he's in no, the Ryloth arc. He's in uh, the Ryloth arc. That, that, that would make a lot of he sense. He gets left behind by the. Okay, that the tactical droid left Watt Tambor behind. The tactical droid oh took my the god, I want another the tactical Covenant. droid. I want another tactical droid. Oh my I god. Another tactical droid would be great. Well, did. Actually just I did. I did just say that. You just ignored me. You know? I, I, I'm sorry. Just why you replaced Jay with me. Or me with Jay. Yeah, I, was, me, I, was too embarrassed, I was too embarrassed of my previous comment. Yeah. <laughs> Twisting your little stuff. Apology, guys. Yeah. Honestly, David, it's your turn for the apology post, not mine. 
I'm sorry, everybody. I didn't but, mean it to come off. Well, that look, way. let's move on then. Um, to I guess a a summarized. Um, I I think we're gonna make this a little bit longer of an episode, just mm-hmm. because it's a guest, and I think that it's okay. So, uh, I guess we'll start with uh, how you met Jay, David. Let's see if he remembers. I, I'm honestly trying to remember. I remember how I met Matt, and that was through his live streams on YouTube, and I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it was Matt who introduced me to Jay. Is that right? Wait, how did Jay say it? Yeah. So I, I, I want to say our first ever interaction, I don't know, I could be wrong. You can tell me if I'm wrong. I, but the, the first interaction I remember having was it was after we um we had been me and Garrett had been posting crate updates and of course we got the obligatory copying solid brick studios common word but yeah i'm not gonna i mean yeah yeah they don't need to be obvious about it we know that you're actually building genosis right now and you're just copying i am secretly building genosis you know what i remember this now i remember getting comments on my crate series saying uh david should go look at that rich boy jay he's he's copying you or something like that and i I think that's how i saw your channel (laughs) and i went and go looked at your mock and i was like well he's building a better version than i am and david filed a dmca takedown request (laughs) but i want to say so so me and gary did like a mini podcast type deal um where we like we just we had we lego star wars talk back in the day and um we kind of talked about the the issue and i want to say like you left a comment kind of agreeing that yeah like you know it shouldn't be like you know one person owns the exclusive rights to build a mock you know we should all be encouraging each other and I want to say that was the first time, like, we'd really, I mean, it wasn't a direct conversation, but I, like, I was like, that was like the first interaction we had. And then at some point, I'm pretty sure you like, you probably came to a live stream and like commented, and then we probably had you on one and, and talked a little bit. But I, that, if it, that wasn't the very first time, that was for sure one of the first interactions we had. No, that, that, that sounds um, about that right. Building. That definitely yeah. sounds about right. Okay. Yeah. So 2018. Yeah. And then. Okay. So you got to know each other. I think it, I think that also was good timing because I guess you were building crate in spring of 2018, and I saw you just a few months later after you had already I think demolished crate, right? Didn't you? Didn't you throw it off the table yeah. and at uh, Brick Rodeo that year? Oh yeah, that was that was so refreshing, dude. Man, it was such a good position at Brick Rodeo too. Nothing, nothing like just relieves you of all the tension of a mock. Uh, than just like seeing it all <laughs> fly off a table and realizing you don't have to do anything with it ever again. Like I, I that, dis- was, that was so nice. I disagree. He can't I did, relate. I did the same exact thing at Brick Fair 2019. I guess the year following for my crate mock, because I took it to Brick Fair Virginia and threw it off the table. And it's still in this, and to this very day, there is still a giant bin downstairs right now with all of that mock still in it because I refused to okay, sort it. But. But you still also have Kashyyyk built, David. This is true. Uh, parts of Kashyyyk. No, it's, like <laughs> it's, like, hey, it's not a so block thing. This sorting, sorting, sorting is forever. It was just nice to not have to worry about building that much. Because when we were building up until, like, right before the convention started, like, it was it was I a lot like of work. Dark Miller was worse. It was, but I'm just saying, <laughs> like, like, that was kind of my first taste of, like, it's finally over. The the nightmares that had like a and a fives existential moment. <laughs> the nightmares are finally over. I'm so proud that you made the Clone Wars reference. Didn't you? yes? Look look at me. Didn't Matt Brick was the? Didn't he come that year for Brick Rodeo? 
Yeah, he did. Yeah, okay. he um, came to rodeo. Yes, yeah, he came down and he, uh, he, I mean, he helped us like travel with slash build the mock, which was awesome. Is that the only time he's come to Percodio? Well, yeah. So it's a Matt and David one time done. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you gave David PTSD. I have David. Well, we'll if get I to could this. just issue a public apology, man. Oh my like, god, he's made a severe and continuous lack in his judgment. I have made a severe and continuous lack of judgment. Um, that'll, <laughs> I mean, I, 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 that'll never happen again. Wait, wait, <laughs> is Starkiller done yet? Oh my god! Is your mock done yet? Joe, no, it's your long battle. Uh, I'll make it up but, to you, Robert. To finish up the, about us meeting, um, we truly met in person. I think it was Brickford, Virginia, 2018, just a few months after all of that that we were just talking about. Yeah, um, and then it, it just went from there. On I think I think us meeting and Matt was there too. I think it was my first time meeting Matt as well. Um, there's a photo of all of us too. There's a group photo of us. Yeah. Um, I remember that very. That it's was a big a, old that, group that photo. Was great, that was a great year at Brick Fair. Um, but I think uh, what's big his name? Group photo. Uh, Canadian boy. Uh, the other mock Chris. loader. Chris. Yes, Chris Productions. Chris. Um, yeah. He was in that photo too. I think it was the four of us. Um, we were all meeting and hanging out with each other. The the OG Lego Star Wars mock builders. That, that was good. Damn, I've got a giant smile mm. on my face just thinking about it. That was mm-hmm. five years ago, though. That was five years. That's Man, crazy. That's so wild, dude. Um, so it, it's, it's, it's insane how far we've come in the last five years now, I guess. Yeah. And so they've known each other for a while. The entire time that Jay lived in, um, the part of Texas that he lives in, I don't know if there's public, so I don't want to say, but I lived in Texas. Yeah. So the part of Texas Jay lives in, uh, I lived in like three hours away for like five years and I never knew him. I never knew who he was. I never watched any of his videos, just to be honest. I, I wasn't building Clomark, so I don't blame you. I, I watched, I mean, I've watched David since I was 11, like somewhere around that, like when I was really young, I've, I've watched David's videos and I think I also watched some of Ryan's videos, but. Man, that's so weird. I I, I know. Not weird that you watch David. I know. Like, well, no, it is weird that I watch, David's content is so, ugh, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just clone disgusting. stuff all over again. I know, right? Uh, yeah. watch, no, but I mean, like, me. like, 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 so like grow i mean uh, i can't oh it's it's definitely odd growing up watching someone it's and then, odd and then, like being on a podcast i know it's really it's still like yeah. a lot to take in because it's not beaten and i need to be about like just being that person's friend is definitely so jarring but it's also gone a lot better than i thought it would right of course which david that's why i said you know so you just like meet, don't meet your hero right like not the case at all. I, I, I'm not gonna say David was my hero. That's like the, oh, okay. Yeah, uh, that, yeah. But I think that it's definitely interesting. Yeah, I'm sorry, David. I'm sorry you have to find out this way. You know, <laughs> no, it's just interesting that the way, um, I guess, how quickly a friendship progressed because of Lego. And I think it also has something to do with the fact that I wasn't a kid. I feel like if 11 year old subscriber to David Hall and me met David at Victoria, Virginia, it would have been a very different interaction, and and I would have. But but he wasn't your hero, right? Okay, you know, uh, you know, yeah, okay. I think that it's definitely wild, I think. But anyway, so I, I didn't know either of them. Then Brick Fair 2021 was the first ever Lego convention I went to. And I went there uh, with, I contacted Blaine ahead of time. Blaine's the uh, owner of Empire Lud. And I was like, is it okay if I display with y'all? I kind of knew Blaine from Borham through some mutual friends. But what did you display? Uh, myself. Okay, cool. Uh, this is before I built my first knock, which we'll get into in a second. But yeah, right. I was like, how did you even, like... I just asked him, and I... I... Was can I hang out with you guys? Yes. Okay. Because really, it's... it's Conventions are fun, but it's, like, exponentially more fun if you have a friend. Absolutely. And yeah. it really did make a difference. Because I went there with some friends of mine. I, I had a friend of mine, Max, who I was staying with, and I knew him. 
through Discord, never really met him in person, but Brick, Road, Brick Fair 2021 was a lot to take in at first. And I know that I, I still really had no, I knew who you were. I've heard Richwood, I've heard from, I've heard Cold Like Hoth. Yo, okay. That's like okay. the one thing I knew you from was that. And then also that you. Only more for my music than my mock. Well, me personally, I, again, I had no interest in mocks until about a year ago, so that's probably. <laughs> I mean, David, I'm gonna be honest. I watched two episodes of Kashyyyk Max. That that's about it. Random thought that just popped so you in just my weren't head. Watching mocks in general. What what popped in your head? Random thought that just popped in my head. Um, Jay, didn't we go to Hooters that year, 2018? Yes, we mean yes. Jay, we were talking about this earlier. We were today. just talking about this. Yeah, yes. Funny. And, um, oh, God, so I had, I mean, those of you who have known me for a while will know I used to wear what was called a boyo chain, which was literally just a Lego, like, necklace with, yes, with the word boyo on it. And so we go to Hooters, you know, we eat there and we leave. But, like, like a true gentleman, I took my my chain off when I sat at the table. Um, however, like it, like it, not like a true gentleman, I forgot to take it with me when we left. So, you know, we left and then like on the way like out, not even the way out, we got in the car and everything. I was like, oh crap, like I forgot my, my chain, bro. So like they we get driven back and I go in and all I see is like two waitresses on the floor scooping up Lego pieces. Oh, and no. I'm just like, oh no. Like, I mean, I didn't necessarily care that the chain was broken, but just the fact that I was known as like the dude who left like a Lego thing there and it broke and now these people have to clean it up. Like, I just felt like so bad. That kind of... Because the, the necklace was like, it was made with a bunch of like ball joints basically. Um, but like, it was like, they could come apart pretty easily if you didn't hold it right. So like the fact that like they probably saw this weird ass thing on the table and were like, oh, like let us clean this up. And then they like grab it and it probably just crumbles in their hands. Like you I don't felt... turn around and walk out and not say anything. No, I should have. That you might have just been weird. like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, like no, like ten bucks on Berkeley. I'll just get it later. Got the losses. Yeah, it's no, but I, I helped them clean it up and I was super apologetic. But yeah, that was not one of my finest moments. That kind of reminds me of a quick little tangent. When I first met a bunch of my German friends in the now, this is one friend we have, Jens, who they apparently they were at dinner once after lunch after going to the Lego store. And their our friend Jens pulled out like a, a set he bought and started building at the table, and everybody at the table got like super embarrassed about that. It just reminds me of that because it's it's just funny because like Lego in a restaurant is such an interesting thing sometimes. I've had some weird experiences yeah. with that. You don't realize how odd it is to have Lego in a restaurant until like, you do it. have it in the restaurant. <laughs> and like even if you have like just a bag of Lego you bought recently, you're just sitting at a table enjoying yeah. like on a food court Chinese food or something like that. And you have this giant bag of Lego with you, or it, like in a Hooters, for example. That's just like, it, it's such a weird dynamic that you never would think about. Yeah. You know, I'm sure most people don't think about Lego in a, in a restaurant, how that would affect you. But it's super odd. Yeah. I don't know, it really is. Because last convention I went to Brooklyn, Bavaria, I had like this bag of figures with me at the restaurant we are eating at. And it was like an underground rave type vibe, which is a really weird thing. Cool. But it was a restaurant, so it was like super dark. Like, I, I, I don't know how to describe it, but... I just had this like pile of figures in front of me while I was waiting on my food, and it was just so jarring. Like Starface, it really was weird. But uh, anyway, to get back to um, the Brick Fair, because uh, that ended the tangents. I, I, I'm at the Empire Lake booth. I, I meet all these great new people at Empire Lake. Absolutely phenomenal people. I'm seeing them again in two months. Oh my gosh, two months. Yo, that's, that, that's so exciting. I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah, well. yeah, Dave is gonna be there, and we're all staying in the same hotel room. It's gonna be so much fun. Oh, yeah. Another end of the tangent, but yeah. At Brick Fair 2021, I was like meeting all these new people. I go up to David before I go up to Jay. And this is 
2021, guys. So keep in mind, COVID still existed. And I, I don't blame David for this as much. Um, but I, I, I go up to David because obviously, no offense, Jay. I was more excited to meet David than I was to meet you. And I say, hi, David, I'm Aaron. And I go for a handshake. First thing David says, no, I'm not shaking hands right now. <laughs> I mean, bro. And I that, like, I didn't want COVID, man. That, uh, bro, I, I, I dig that. So, like, I'm so proud of it. Like, that makes me so happy. Uh-huh. Well, you shook my head, like, 10 minutes later. Uh, I know. He was a better man than I was. Okay, clearly. yeah, quick. Yeah. No, so that kind of, like, defeated me because then David immediately, like, turned around and stopped talking to me. And I was like, okay, well, I guess that's the end of that. And at that point, it was like the meet your don't meet your heroes, where like they're just a you know an a hole, which not to say you were okay. You know what, David? I can say this now: you were kind of like a an a hole. Um, oh man! But you know, COVID restrictions got everybody. Yeah, it was a, it was a stressful time. Sure, sure. Anyways, th but then I still. I also want to add to this. So before you guys just think Dave was off person, I want to let it be known that pretty much up until this point, the only thing that I even I knew Aaron for at this time was the guy who kept walking around the tables no. and offering people free Bionicle helmets that no one wanted. <laughs> and he, but he kept doing it. So I just want to let you know, that's that was his reputation before any of us really got I didn't it. know that was my reputation. That was a hundred, like, I was like, why does this freaking guy keep coming over with these dumb masks and trying to give me one? Well, you know what? I changed perception. You know, that, that's that's just my skill. I, I, they're still I, dumb ass to me. I recall Aaron as the person who, who is offering water bottles to everybody. Maybe that's just me. I was doing that. I can't, Okay, and that's still a pet peeve of mine that I, I will bring up at Chicago this year. The amount of water bottle waste is absorbent. No, it's stupid. How hard is it to write your name on a bottle? Genuinely speaking. I've lost five Sharpies to Empire Lug because they all just disappear from that. From Brick Fair 2021... Brick Fair 2022 and Brick World Chicago 2022. I've lost five Sharpies because they people take them right their names and it just appears. Okay, if anyone watching this right now is attending uh, oh. Brick Brick World Chicago or Brick Fair Virginia or anywhere Aaron might be, bring the man a Sharpie. Equal and it's on EC in a an open cars. Yeah. Um, nice inside joke for people that watch your streams. But uh, after David rejected me hard, I went to go sit down <laughs> at this group that was, I think it was you. Garrett, I think Brickface. Yeah. And then, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Shane was nearby, and then Brendan Lego Bob. Lego Bob. Yeah, it's a classic name. And then there must have been someone else there. I think Max may have been there too. I sit down and I'm just like, just sitting listening to the conversation. Kind of creepy when you think about it in hindsight. Just yeah, I was I was watching Clone Wars. So oh, three, you were watching Clone Wars. Yeah. I do, I I sing to Jay, and I'm trying to think about how I want to phrase this. Um, but I I don't want to say names. Aaron asked me if I was aware of a certain individual in the community who yes. who has a very negative reception, a negative uh, perception. I yes. wonder who that very could be. Very negative perception. Uh, no, yeah, I, not no, the person. No, no, no. It's not here thinking. No, no, no. Not it's not here thinking, but it's pretty close. It's Jason. At Jason. Than, yeah. 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 I'd say it's, it's, you know, a step like below in terms of ethics. <laughs> <laughs> and I, that's all I said was like, what are your thoughts on X? And, and my face just lit up. It was like the, from that point, and we're not, I'm not even exaggerating. From that point on, we were friends. Because they were just like instantly into, I think it was like at first, a two and a half hour, three hour conversation about what this person has done in the community that is adversely affecting the community, which is a lot, unfortunately. And I mean, that's probably one of the best conversations I've had ever. It was a great conversation to have. I met so many people through that conversation. I met Shane 
called Christian, who's also one of my really close friends now too. You know, it's really funny because this person who I, with a passion hate, and Jay, I think, will also say, heavily dislikes. Oh, I, I throw hate out there. You, Jay hates him too. He's the reason that we're friends, which we find hilarious because it's like the ultimate form of irony, right? Yeah. And so, from that point, we we're talking, we're, we spoke for us. This was already, I think, Saturday or Sunday. So it was like into the convention already. So there like wasn't too much time left, but we just kind of, I got your number and stuff. Oh, you got my number. And then the, on Monday before, you, I get a random phone call from a, a Texas area code. And I'm just like, who is this? And I answer the phone, like thinking it's a scam call. And I couldn't hear Jay at first. So I just like, I respond to something stupid. And then Jay says, you want to come get lunch with us? And then I, I came and got lunch with him. And then from that lunch, which was like three hours long before Shane and Jay drove cross country from Virginia back to Houston. That, okay, I guess that, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, the city's so big, you're never going to find them. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's about. Yo, Oscar, you know what to do with this one. No, I, I'm sure he'll leave it in. It's fine. The city's like 4 billion people. It's like, let, let, calm down. <laughs> I live in the People's Republic. <laughs> no, but before they drove home, we had like this really long lunch. And I think that lunch really did cement our friendship. And then I joined on a bunch of Jay's streams immediately following that. Since then, I've been on, I think, every stream you've done. Yeah, absolutely. Which is, Probably. it's been so much fun. I met so many great people through Jay. Uh, with his friend group, who I consider very good friends of myself now. Uh, and then Brick World, Brick World Chicago came around, which is where Jay convinced me, and Jay and Shane convinced me to finally build a mock, which I did build my first mock. And, you know... A really good mock. Thank you. I got further in the community, met more people, which is really... It shows how quickly, also, I want to say, how quickly you can go from having no friends in the LEGO community that are, like, real-life friends to having a lot. And it really was fast for me. It went from, like... People I knew in real life in 2021, like six, and they're all in Germany. And then in 2022, it was like triple. And it, it's insane how rapidly it changes. And then Brick World, Brick Fair, Virginia came around. And I'm trying to think of how David and I interacted there. Because there was no code restriction, so you couldn't avoid me that way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I think that, what was it? You brought, what mock did you bring to Virginia this year, last year? He brought the uh, temple. That's right, the temple. You don't remember my okay, Jedi so, temple. I see how it is. Uh, you know, it's so... Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, David. It's not the top of my mind what you build, okay? Wow. Like I said, not a huge fanboy. Wow. <laughs> Lee and I didn't just so spend actually, an entire week building that right prior to Brick Fair, Virginia. No, not at all. I'm going to be honest. Lee did a better job than you. Oh. Uh, anyways. Oh. That's rough. Bro. No, so I, I think I remember now. Shane is friends with David and Shane was like at David's house in May and I think that I, I called Shane or something and we spoke and then no, David no, no, and this I spoke was, briefly. This was late February, early March last year in 2022. Oh, that's right. When he moved, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's when I first met David and then at Virginia, I actually met him again and I think that I was talking to, he was talking to Emma Soros, who I also knew from before Virginia and we we're talking there and then David and I just kept talking and then we had our final lunch at this wing place well, uh, that really made that, us friends. That, that's where our because... friendship became a thing, I think, was the wings. Because yeah. we both died, specifically Aaron died, over the hottest I... wing that place could make. <laughs> there is just the most perfect picture. I don't know if Oscar can add it in, but there is just the most perfect picture of Aaron, like, host wings. Like, making the best face I've ever seen in my life. And completely unintentional. Yeah. It was like, like, it is so, like, 
It is so I couldn't be there. That was but that was David. It is and Matt. such a good picture. David and Matt the brick was were like, oh, there's five people at this table. There's five wigs in order. We all get one. And I was like, yep. Honestly, part of me was like, I just don't want to say no to David Hall. So I was like, sure, why not? And you know, now hindsight, I'd still probably say yes because I like trying new things. But I wouldn't say yes because of David Hall. I'd say yes because I want to try new things. But it's funny because that 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 chicken wing made us friends. <laughs> and then is, that David mentioned true. he's coming. Yeah, it, it's funny because like the person Jay and I hate the most made us friends, and then a chicken wing made us. They're almost killed you. Yeah, exactly. It's really it's amazing what can start a friendship, right? Or what can end a friendship too. Very true. true. Like a box of Legos. Um, like a raisin crest falling on your shoulder. Oh yeah, no. But and then David mentioned he was going to Scareback in September, and I made sure to. That I think that 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 is what really cemented our friendship personally, and, and, and just because of how some, much fun. And just to add some context for those of you who don't know, Scarabic is a Lego fan convention in Denmark, right next. It's like an hour south of Lego's global headquarters in Denmark in Billund. Yeah, where they have like a. It's an odd because it's like it's a town where basically retired people live, so it's a really odd vibe for a Lego convention. But it's still it was a lot of fun, and I, I'm not going to speak for David here, but I mean. Me and my friends had so much fun with him and Lee because they came from the states. Nah, that it really we, was. We it had was a blast. Not mutual. We no. It, it, it was. was oh, I can't yeah. believe you couldn't even. Now nah, you can speak for me. It was a fantastic weekend. We made. It was a great time. I made so many friends going out there. Yeah, oh my god! And I can't wait to go to Germany this year. Going back to Scarabic. Going back. And this time I'm going with Aaron. We're going on a road trip together with the entire gang and more this time because we told everybody how great it was last year. So we're getting Matt and yeah. Blaine to come this time because it was that much fun. Um, so I'm hyped up. Like, like Brickworld's just the start of it. Then we got Brick Fair. Then we got Scarabic. It's a, it's a trio it's a of whole fun slew this of year. conventions. It's so exciting. I will. But yeah, I know. Scarabic really cemented a lot of it. And then from Scarabic on, it was just kind of like occasionally like texting David back and forth and then we're becoming better and better friends. But all that to say, it's amazing what the Lego community can do for an individual's like Mental health? Mental health is certainly a word, because, I mean, before I knew Jay, my mental health was, like, horrendous, and then immediately following... That's a lot of pressure, bro. It was, like, really bad, too, but then not exclusively Jay. There's plenty of people I spoke to in in Europe and stuff that are friends like the community as well, who I'd say are very close friends as well, that helped it, too, but, you know, Jay did help in that sense from what was hindering me. And, you know, it's just... It's so much easier to make friends when you already know you have this extremely common interest. Oh, yeah. And I think it's a really underappreciated aspect of Lego community friends. Because there, you can have Lego community friends who are just, like, there, and you see them at conventions, that's it. Or you can have Lego community friends like, like me and Jay right now, where I'm at his house in April. With or, permission. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as far as he's aware. Um, I don't know what that means. Yeah, what does that <laughs> mean? <laughs> David, I'm in your basement right now, actually. No. <laughs> I think that it's amazing what a what a Lego friendship can become. And I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts if you have any about that uh, in that as I, a concept. I, I just wanna say that um you know, I, I kinda wanna this this'll be something for maybe I think for a future podcast episode because I kinda wanna talk about my personal experiences over the last fifteen years of being in the Lego community, both online and at conventions and really seeing how it's evolved over the overall over the past decade plus. Um, but for me personally 
without getting too uh, emotional here, it, it kind of saved my life. The Lego fan community and and meeting the friends that I have today and 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 everything. Like, you know, I I went through some crap and 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 dark times during middle school, high school, early days of my YouTube channel, and it was it was the Lego community, the friends that I built uh, online that that kept me going a lot of the time and and kept me not only uh you know going through school and stuff like that but like making me feel feel like i have supportive friends and so it kept me driving to make more youtube videos and stuff like that but you know it's it also it's it's important highlighting the convention aspect because yeah i'd meet these people online back in the day it was through skype and uvu if anybody remembers those apps now we're using discord um (laughs) <laughs> but you'd meet these people um online and it would only it was it was awesome to meet people online and it was cool to have friends that way but it's when you go to the lego conventions when you it it becomes like an immediate easy access way of of meeting uh publicly in a public meetup kind of thing and um it, it kind of just solidifies your friendship with these online friends that you build through the community and and when that happens it's it's a feeling I can't quite describe, but it just, it makes you unbelievably happy, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a it's a thrill. It's nothing short of a thrill. And to, honestly, to piggyback um, off of just the general point you were making just about Lego, I think anyone listening to this right now can relate to it. And like, when it, you know, whatever adversities we've had to deal with, whatever dark times we have to deal with, Lego has always been kind of a shining spot in my life, and I'd hope it's it's been the same way for anyone listening to this. Um, and the community aspect of it just exemplifies that. Like, you know, I was I was a huge fan of, of this before I even kind of knew that there was this big YouTube community. And the YouTube, and I don't, I don't even suggest YouTube because I mean the community is you know far reaching even outside of YouTube, especially at this point. Uh, but just the community in general has just made it sounds kind of crazy to say but uh, it feels kind of like it's given my life purpose like at no other point in my life have i been able to reach so many people and inspire and talk to you know not just about lego but just about you know anything you know just you know tapping into your creativity you know tapping into your passions just living, I guess, a type of lifestyle where you, you know, feel comfortable in that and, you know, not really listening to outside people, but just doing what you want to do and being happy with life. Just, just those concepts in general are things that I feel like I've really been able to tap into, um, specifically with Lego and with the people around Lego. And I don't, there's not a day where I don't really not appreciate that. Cause you know, like I said, it, it really feels to me like it's given me purpose and, you know, if I can you know, keep doing this as long as possible, I know I'll always have something to look forward to. When it, when it comes to Lego, you know, for all the, you know, negative things and <laughs> that we might say about the current product or, you know, if we're not so excited about the, the next new thing, um, you know, with the community, with the mocks that we're able to build, um, as long as those are parts of my life, I feel like I always have something to look forward to, you know, whether it be, with a build, I'm really inspired to to create. Um, whether it be a convention, I'm really excited to attend. Um, even if it's just you know an exciting conversation I want to have with a friend, like we're doing right now, like those are all big parts of my life. And you know, like I said, it feels like it gives me purpose. 
And, and with those, it, it feels like, you know, I always have some sort of, you know, shining light, even with all the, you know, not so great things that life may throw at you. And I think that, to just quickly build off of what both of you said now, um, David, I wasn't aware of what you just told us about, and I think that that's awesome that it did help. And I just want to say that it was a very similar thing for me as well. And I know that at the time I, I messaged Jay and I was like, you know, thank you for existing. I guess it's a weird way to say it, but you know, it, it's super interesting how much deeper these friendships can be than what they appear on the surface, right? Or how much better they can be than what they appear on the surface. And I think that it's super relieving, right? Cause you know, there's, there's obviously going to be disagreements and then like, you're not going to always see eye to eye on, on everything, but you're always going to have the common denominator and that common denominator is incredibly uniting. And it's also like, uh, I, I don't know what I'm, I'm trying to try to say here, but it's just definitely a nice community with obviously with some exceptions sometimes, obviously there's not going to always be great people, but you know, it, there's an overwhelming amount of positivity and good energy for the most part. And it really is refreshing to not have to deal with like, you know, the Star Wars community, like just the general Star Wars community is a toxic cesspool. If, <laughs> if I'm going to be honest, like, yes, Star Wars, is, you can think whatever you want about Star Wars, but I think everybody can agree, no matter what side of the community you're on, there is somebody who towards you who is toxic, sure. regardless. And that can be so draining, even if it doesn't seem draining. And something I've learned recently is how amplified voices can be if they're in your head, which sounds weird, but it really is insane as somebody who's never really been public enough in that sense where you have somebody's other somebody other other opinions judging you, um, especially originating from the same hobby. It's insane how amplified they can become. And it really is like wild to me. And I've learned a lot from that too. But I think that it's it's really the amount of people I've spoken to in the Lego community who have said similar things to what David just said, maybe not to the extent and you know, David, I'm glad that the, that let you could find Lego when you did. It's amazing. And I think that it's really cool to think that, that this all stems from overpriced plastic. <laughs> you know, that, yeah. that's just, it's an amazing... <laughs> OP plastic, let's go. It, it really is just, it, it's super... I, I still don't know what the adjective I'm looking for right now is, but it's like... I think, I mean, this isn't the word you're looking for, but I, for me, it's everything. Yeah. Like, like the things that yeah. like like Lego is able to offer... It's you know it's happiness, it's joy, it's sometimes stress, sometimes it's, sadness, sometimes anger. Yeah, it's it's endurance, it's inspiration, it's creativity, it's love, inclusion, acceptance. All those, all those kind of facets of life have somehow manifested themselves in in the Lego community and just kind of from our relationship with Lego in itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's it's great. That's that's you guys couldn't have put it better than than what I said. Um, Especially UJ, that was that was a great way of describing it, man. Yeah, that's it, just really, I know, it, it's awesome. And I think that if you want to try making friends, join a Discord server, make a Lego Instagram account, you know, interact with people, try going to conventions. It's so much easier than you could possibly ever think to make a Lego friend or to maintain a Lego friendship. You know, it's it, making friends in general is always hard if you're, you know, at school or whatever or at a workplace. It's never easy to make friends and it's I've never had an easier time to make friends than in the Lego community. Yeah. And it, it really is insane. Like how rapidly it can develop to being friends. The people I met in Germany for the first time, like how quickly I was just 
instantly hang out with them. Or just recently, I met um, the German YouTuber Brick Story. And I'm not saying like we're best friends already, but I, I've spoken to him a handful of times. I know him through a friend of a friend. And I like, we're already relatively good, like acquaintances at a minimum. And it's been maybe two hours of talking. And it's just, you know, that's how rapidly it can go. It's just awesome. And I recommend it to everybody listening. If you don't already have like Lego friends you talk to and hang out to, or you're not as engaged in this community or in this hobby, try. And if you don't like it, you don't like it. But, you know, if you can, you can. And I think that that's where I'm going to leave it at that point. Uh, do you guys have something else to add? Um, I think also just to kind of bookend this, because I didn't really talk too much about it, but just it's it's crazy to me how like once you start going to conventions, they just become kind of an expected part of your life. Yeah. It's like. Oh, I fly to the States every summer. Yeah. Like it's it's like, you no, know, like you plan your, your year yeah. around it. This is the third year in a row where I've booked a flight in like November. Yeah. To come to the States for two months. Luckily, Without question. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've right. Life circumstances will change if I get a job or whatever, but right, yeah. But it's still yeah. like, like if you know, like the 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 few guarantees you have in your life, you're like, oh, I, I mean, and it's also it, it's stuff to look forward to. Yeah, and you know, I've had points in the last year where my life has been pretty terrible, and it's been like a night. You know, it, obviously, it's not like the end all be all to your solutions and your problems, but it's nice to have something in your life to look forward to the next step because then there's no emptiness. Yeah, there isn't. Okay. You, there's always a point to look forward, and that's what's important in life, is to look forward rather than trying to look behind, which sounds, you know, um, contradictory because of how much I love old Lego sets and how nostalgic I feel about all of them, but it really is important to look forward and try finding something to enjoy in your life, and I think that the Lego community provides that, be it a release day, be it a convention, be it meeting up with your friend. This this thing- Be it the release of the next BrickCast episode. Oh, that too, yes. Uh, <laughs> attempting to become weekly. <laughs> you know- the, this trip I have here where I met up with Jay, I came to the States for like, I think it's like three weeks to my family. And I had fun doing all this stuff with my family, but this trip, I this time when I came to Jay's house has been so much fun. And there was no like delay. There was no downtime. Instantly we're friends again. We're talking, we're joking. We're, you know, having fun, going to stores that sell Lego. Not the greatest selection, but you know what? That's part of the fun. It's part of the, it's part of the fun to laugh. Part of the grind. You know, and... There's always something to look forward to in the Lego community if you make it that way. And I think that's just, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I think we'll wrap up on that. We're, we're actually getting to now definitely the longest BricsCast episode now at uh, just over or just under two hours, which is crazy. But I think we had a wonderful cover. Good double feature. Yeah, it is a double feature. Yeah. Well, um, so, I, but I think we had some really great conversations today. Um, again, guys, you know, leave some feedback if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, Brickscast. Leave a, leave a comment down in the video. Um, and if you're watching this or listening to this, excuse me, I'm, I'm so used to videos. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, hey. Spotify, leave a uh, review and give it a rating. Let us know what you thought of it. Jay, thank you so much for being here, being our very first guest. I think I, I think a lot of people are probably going to want you to return if I had to if I had to make a guess. So hopefully one day we'll oh, have you back. I want Jay to return, man. I love. It's always great talking to him. Even if I spend the entire day talking to him, I can keep talking to him. That's um, great about him. But I do want to give I want to give some uh, shout outs to Jay. You guys can check him out on his YouTube channel, Rich Boy Jay. But I know Jay also sells some incredible uh buildable instructions for some of his models you want to tell tell the fans about that yeah so um i have a few builds that i'm particularly proud of uh most i think recently and notably of our public gunship i have three different models you know the standard uh episode two version um the one that i personally like to acknowledge the most 
But I got a Clone Wars version as well. That's better. And a uh, Mutalist 10 version, which is pretty cool. Um, all instructions I do sell. Um, I don't know. Maybe there'll be a link in the description of this video. You can check out the video, see the review, and um, there'll be details in that of how you can acquire the instructions and build the ultimate clone army. <laughs> and he's got some, uh, I think, are you still selling your Racer Crest instructions? I guess they're not probably as popular since the UCS set came out. <laughs> yeah, those sets tend to have that effect, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the Racer Crest is funny. Yeah. It's a great, um, it's really good to throw at people. It, it, it falls where it needs to. Yeah. Um, if I can just interject, just one last thing I want to say. Yeah, man. Because uh, very, very, not so often do I get the opportunity to talk on an open forum with you two guys. Um, but I don't know, like, I, I think a phrase that's kind of been thrown around a lot, uh, especially lately, is like, quote unquote, giving people their flowers, uh, which t is basically just like, you know, showing your appreciation to those people who, you know, mean something to you in some way. Um, you know, while it sounds kind of dark, but like basically while they're here to appreciate it, you know, so often maybe someone's no longer with us and that's kind of like what a lot of like outpouring of support happens and that's awesome. But, you know, I think it's probably a bit more impactful if the people are here to hear it. Um, so to kind of flip from that darker note, um, I did just want to just kind of give my appreciation to David, um, oh. and what you have done and continue to do for this community. Um, like. For me, the the people I surround myself with, um, they're pretty much exclusively on the the mock building side of the Lego community, and you know that's what excites me about Lego. That's um, I think you know what what inspires me. Those are the things that I get excited to see. Like people's builds are just kind of you know what would drive me, and the fact that you know you've been you know among the most probably the most you know prominent public Star Wars mock builder. Um, you just obviously inspired, you know, probably multiple generations at this point of people to pursue that. Um, you know, I feel like I'm in a lot of ways trying to follow in your footsteps and doing that, but, um, I always look to you as a source of inspiration. I think that you've, um, more or less been able to make a living out of it is just the dream. And I think that a lot of people probably listen to this right now, like, like that, you know, if they could, you know, make a platform for that, like themselves, they consider that like the ultimate success in life. So um, I say all this just to say that, like, you know, what you've done does does not go unseen. Like, it means the world to people like me who, you know, just want to build, man, and just want to show off creations, just want to build a community, um, and who really just want to enjoy the, the really creative side of LEGO. So, you know, the fact that you put that at the forefront and, you know, you've taken it so, so far, um, I think that is just the coolest thing ever. And I can't wait to see what you do next. And, you know, I, I hope to see myself doing similar things. I'm very jealous that Aaron's in the room with you and not me because I would totally give you a giant hug right now, Jay. I'll give him one for you. It's fine. <laughs> I give you a big bro hug, brother. That, that is so nice. I, uh, there's no words for that. That is, that is just incredible, incredibly humble. And um, just thank you, Jay. I mean, I, I, I that that is awesome, but I I also wanted to just remind you that you are also an inspiration to me. That you build things in a way that I just can never think of, and you inspire me to push boundaries, not just simplify things, but really think about it differently. And I 
honestly, dude, like some of the builds, especially Camino right now, I didn't think were, was possible. I always thought Camino was just like a, it was, it'd be too hard to do because it's entire structure that has to be lifted up on, on, on a platform. And you just, you prove the impossible, Jay. And so you inspire me to continue that in my own mocks. And I know I'm not the only one out there that thinks that of you. I really do appreciate that. And I feel like, I, I feel like we're seeing it like, like, like the, I think the quality of your Geonosis, like it's kind of exactly. crazy. Like, like just the, like the evolution, I mentioned this recently, but like, like the evolution of you and just like the, the, the mock series itself, just like the way everything flows, the, the more, I guess, detailed segments, just, just all of it, the builds itself, like it all is just, it's just, it's kind of overwhelming to me. Cause I'm like, man, like I, I really gotta, gotta step my game up when it comes <laughs> to updates, but but it's it's you know this is it's it's the it's the motivating part of the community yeah. I guess is what I should say so yeah. I, I look at it the the exact same way and I also love the the way you talk about the community too just like your your overall aspects and opinions about everything are are just wonderful to listen to and I hope everybody enjoyed hearing your thoughts today I know I definitely did I'm sure Aaron did as well I, I certainly did too yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Glad to hear that. All right. Well, Aaron, anything uh, before we head off? I No, I mean, I think that we uh, covered it all. <laughs> okay. Longest episode of Heard Rain. Yes. All right. Well, it's exciting. Thanks. I mean, I'm really excited for this to go public. Yeah. reception. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Jay, for being here. And of course, Aaron, I'll see you next time. <laughs> yes, you will see me. Not Jay, unfortunately. I'm sorry. Ah. I'm still the co-host. Mm. Too oh. bad. Too bad. I know. For now. I'm upsetting a couple people right now by saying that. Oh my Aaron, gosh. you want to come stand over here? Underneath your underneath this, this giant star destroyer? It's it... really pointy. If you look really closely, <laughs> look right at the point, you can kind of kind of see it. You know, so you're like, you got to open your eyes a little bit wider, so actually. I'm the ETM 6. That probably hurt. <laughs> the Razor Crest. All right. Well, everybody have a great good night, good morning, good day. Thanks, everybody. Good day, mate. Th thanks, I'm everybody, sorry. for uh, listening. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Uh, good day. Bye, everybody. See ya. This episode of The Bricks Cast has been brought to you by Mr. Bricktastic. Mr. Bricktastic is a one-stop shop for all of your LEGO Star Wars needs. You can buy LEGO sets, LEGO parts, and minifigures, mostly minifigures, from the online store at www.mrbricktastic.com. It is hosted on BrickLink, as many of you are familiar with, and it's very user-friendly with a very easy-to-use checkout process in case you haven't. Uh, we have a lot of high-quality LEGO parts and a lot of figures at reasonable prices. We do our best to upload regularly. If there are any parts or any figures that you're looking for, feel free to shoot us a message, and we'll do our best to make sure that we get it in stock or find someone who we can refer you to who does have it. As the editor, I am you know, always available. Feel free to reach out. I'm not always the quickest, but I do my best. I promise. Thanks everyone. See you next week.